0: Six Pack out I want to give a quick shout out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions Several national champions. And uh, I mean a laundry list of records. National records. World records have been broken. Etc. But they have an app. With their elite level programming. Available video tutorials. Uh, I mean the whole nine. It's one stop shop. Once you're in here. There's a discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. um, To get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite. Level programming and coaching for twenty nine ninety nine US a month. Positions of Power dot programs dot app. Go there and get yourself started. So, Lana Lewis, I got it right? You did. Okay, good. Um, Real quick,
1: you got to give me permission to record.
0: Do I? All right, yes. Yeah. do this. How do I give you permission? I, <laughs> I think. It didn't pop up.
1: There should be like a settings. It's like next to the word participants for you. There should be something there for you to click on.
0: Usually it pops up and just asks me...
1: It's no big deal. You can just send it to me,
0: but it won't You're let right. me do it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's okay. I'll send you this to you. But uh, so Solana Lewis, we're doing a little bit of a cross promotion here. Um, you got a podcast and I want to ask you about this. So uh, thank you for coming on. We've been in each other's DMS talking about doing this for a little, little bit now. And um, I like that you got a podcast. Cause there's not a lot of women in powerlifting with the podcast. I find when you started your podcast, and we'll talk, look, let's do a free flow pie if you want to ask me questions, whatever as well. But um, I wanted to ask you, when you started your podcast, was there other women who, who you would listen to on podcasts that you're like, I want to do this? Or was it that you're like, man, there's not enough of a female voices? What was your motivation?
1: Yeah, my motivation was definitely there was not enough female voices because I love your podcast. I got to listen to Two White Lies. I listened to a few other things. Like Riley Press now has a podcast. I forgot the name of it, but I listened to it though. So that's a woman who has a podcast. Okay. But um, I was literally talking to my business coach and I was like complaining. Honestly, I was like, yo, like, no pissing me off. Like there's not enough like females being spoken of or being in charge of a podcast or something like that. And <laughs> she legit was like, so then what are you going to do about it? And I was like... <laughs> you just challenged me. Cause she knows how to push my buttons. I was like, you know what you just did. And within a week I did my first episode.
0: <laughs> well, this is, you know, it's, um, that's what they say is essentially find yourself, you know, I, I don't know if it's the niche or like the need that's out there because a lot of people probably thinking the same thing you're thinking where it's like, there was a need there was, I can't be the only one thinking this. I'm not women's powerlifting's blowing up. There's a, there is a lot of women out there powerlifting. So there's probably a lot of women out there being like, there's not enough. Even if there is some podcasts, there's not enough to choose from. Enter the market.
1: I, I fully agree. It's funny. Cause I hear both. I hear people complaining that, that there's too many podcasts. And I hear like, there's not enough female podcasts, but I think oversaturation is literally a myth. I think it's, it doesn't exist. Like, there's never too many of something. And also, like, which ones are quality, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted a podcast that I would want to listen to for people on it that I had never heard from who I wanted to. So I was like, this is literally just an excuse to have conversations with women who I never would have had a reason to talk to you besides being like, hi, you're really strong, like, in your DM. <laughs> like, okay, like... Thank you. You know, so that's why I really did it. Part of it's selfish. Like I got to talk to people who I never would have. And now I have friends from a lot of places I didn't have.
0: It's amazing. I, I, it's, it's, uh, it it never gets old being able to sit down and talk to like people from all over the world. And just like you, you get to the whole, like how their culture, how they came up they're like let alone the language and everything could be entirely different until like hear about them and, and, it's like, damn! I get to sit down with people from all over the world all the time and just talk, man, and learn so much. You know, it's it it's is a so blessing.
1: cool. It's cool, and you know, I haven't gotten to a point yet where I've left the nation. Actually, you're the first podcast with someone non America I've done. What?
0: Am I really?
1: <laughs> yes. Now, granted, y'all, I've had a podcast only since August, so it's not like I've had it for oh, yeah. years. <laughs> but I wanna, I wanna branch out. But like sometimes I'm like, yo, like. I'm nervous about the language barrier. Like, what if like, I legit cannot understand what they're saying? Like, that scares me. How did you start like talking to people outside the country with like strong accents? Or I've heard you have interpreters. Like, how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So some people I would meet at world championships and I could talk to them in person. So I kind of know ahead. because you're right. Like, it would suck if you invite someone on. You hadn't actually heard them talk too much. You invite them on, and then while in the conversation, you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is going to be difficult. Um, and even if it's, you know, good, you could get it going, the flow might not quite be the same, right? Like when English isn't your first language, so you know what you want to say, but you got to like, trans- they got to translate in their head for you because I'm not helping out. I only know English. So what helped me initially anyways was knowing certain people at Worlds being like, I know they could talk English. Good enough. I've had conversations. We'll rock and roll. But then, and now that podcasts are out there, um, you could, like you've, I don't know if you've heard, I've had uh, like international people like um, Leah Baval on the podcast a bunch of times and like, she's good and she can speak well. You, you're no problems there. Um, so essentially you would just, if you hear them on the podcast and you're like, all right, their English is good. It, here's what I have found. If you get an interpreter, it will... I don't know if I want to do too many more with an interpreter only because you ask a question, then the interpreter asks them a question. Then they answer the interpreter, then it comes back to you in listeners like, dog, it's been five minutes since I heard English. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I, if I like, like special ones where you're like, I can't say no fine, but there is, I don't know if I want to do it too often.
1: You know? Yeah, I can see that. Like, I listened to you. I don't remember who, honestly, but I listened, listened to some people that you had on with the interpreter. And I like, I'm not gonna lie, if I stopped caring, I was like, you know what, like, let me get off. Yeah. But if I really cared about the person, I would listen. But I was like, this is worth. Like, I have to intentionally listen. I yeah. can't even be driving. I gotta like focus. <laughs>
0: like... Yeah, it's it's a, like you can't have pause breaks that long. Not that long. It's if it's like a it's like a fucking commercial every time you have a question. Like you there's like a pause break for an interpreter, back forth, and then back to me. Um, the one that I would have, and this is a question I'm gonna ask you, but the one I would have with an interpreter would be um, like you obviously everyone knows what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. And the Anatoly Novopismani is the 105 kilo world champion, and he won best lifter at the last world championship. So he's a phenomenal lifter. And he's in the Ukraine giving updates to the whole nine and in the future, at some point, you know, the story he would tell. And if he comes back from this um, like it is horrific, the videos coming out of, and we were reading the updates on what's going on in Ukraine. Super scary. If he comes back from this, you know, and God bless I hope the guy even survives. Like, I don't know. There's shelling that's going on in some of these cities. It's insane. The bombing and whatnot. So if he comes out of this, and then comes back and wins a title and if he actually won best lifter oh my god but um it would be an absolute like a sports story that'd be beyond inspirational like in the story he'd be able to tell that's one where i because i know his english isn't good that's one where i'd be yes we will do an interpreter for you sir your story is good enough i will wait five minutes for the answers like this would be it'd be crazy yeah but um yeah like who is one person that you haven't had on yet that you're like, I want this, this is one of the big fish I want to reel in.
1: Yeah. Mariana. I don't know how to say her last name. Gaspar Ryan. Thank you. I see. I butchered
0: it. Dude. Like,
1: I mean, cause I started my podcast right when she stopped Mm. like in the sport and I was like, I would love to have her on, but I've heard on someone else's podcast. I was like, okay, I need an interpreter. Um, And I was like, I don't even know. Like again, it was a month that I started a podcast, I was like, I don't even know the steps to take to do this. Like, I don't know someone who speaks her language. I don't know what to do. Plus, honestly, another big thing, like you have a huge following, which is so cool. I'm like baby following. Like you have to have met me to care enough to respond to my DM. Pretty much like everyone who I've, well, everyone who I've spoken to, they've at least met me one time or heard of me. So I need to like, they have to care enough to respond to me. So
0: (gasps) Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess fair enough. Here's the thing, like, you know, powerlifting, nobody's like, we have people who are big within our community, but nobody's like a star. So you would hope no one tries to pull the star thing. Like, come on, man, I don't got time. It's like, you got a half hour. Yeah, you do, but you do though, right? Like, it's like, none of us are stars, let's be honest. In our niche uh, sport, maybe. But on the flip side, um, you know, when, when you reach out, you never know if there's, if they get reached out a lot and if it gets lost in a shuffle type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So the more you do these, you know, the more people are going to like, obviously you've done other podcasts, other people's podcasts, you do this podcast. So anyone who's going to listen to this podcast will now hear, you know, you have a podcast. And um, by the way, while we think about it, how do people find your podcast? Maybe give that a shout out.
1: It's (laughs) called the power and lifting podcast. It's pretty much on every place you can listen to a podcast spotify apple everything else
0: there it is there it is um yeah so it gets easier and easier the more you do it the big thing is like staying power because eventually if you keep grinding like the early days when you're looking at it and you're like damn man these numbers you know but if you keep grinding on it um eventually people will start finding you and you start being invited on other people's podcasts and then they, they're like, this is how I find people's podcasts. Like not just powerlifting, but like when I listen to a podcast and somebody's a guest and I'm like, oh, you know, I like that person. And then they're like, yeah, give a shout out to my podcast. I'm like, I'm a follower. And, and that's how they gave me, you know, it, it, it's happened a lot. So that's why I'm, I tell people like, yeah, hop on podcasts, I mean, do, do exactly what you're doing and, and keep going. Like it is, a, especially when there's so many podcasts now. Um, sometimes it's who's willing to hang in there and gr- keep working, and um, and eventually it just it goes out. It helps out when people are on the podcast too. They advertise, I was just on this podcast, make sure you listen. Guts you, especially in the early days when someone comes on the podcast, they got a following, and like this is gonna help. And they just, What's up, man? Your podcast came and went, and you didn't say nothing. The episode came away, and, and they're like, nah, Whatever, I'm like, damn.
1: That's only happened to me once so far. I shall not name said person. But, one. you know, if you go on my page, you'll see I always advertise the episode. There's like a clip. There's like a picture. And I'm like, I tell them, like, please, please put on your story. Most of the time, it helps me out a lot. But that, that one person did me dirty. It's okay. They have <laughs> following, too. I was like, mm, okay.
0: Damn! Doesn't that suck? I don't know, um... Some people just don't post much or whatever. I'm not no, sure. No, that
1: was not the case.
0: <laughs> oh, really? It is. Uh, no. what, what do you think it was? Because you're not saying any names.
1: I think they just forgot. Maybe. Like, yeah, I think they just forgot straight up. Because they were really cool. But I was like, let me not keep bothering them.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you do feel weird about it like that. The thing is, like, if you have a conversation with somebody for, like, however long you have that conversation, you 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 would be like, why wouldn't you... You have a following that wants to know a little more about you. Like, like beyond, like when you're on Instagram, you get a bit of a sense of somebody, but it is so different when you actually sit down and listen to them talk.
1: Yes. It's completely different. That's why I love podcasts because it gives everyone a chance to get like some sort of story out, whatever is going on with them. Right. And -hmm. like, that's why I like it for powerlifting because like, even the people who I've spoken to, it's like, even if some of them have bigger followings, they still want people to know more about them. Like, Instagram is like 60 seconds or less Mm -hmm. for a picture. It's not that much. Like the conversation I've had, I'm like, yo, I would never know this about you. Like, I feel like I know you now. Like, it's so cool. So that's why I love podcasts.
0: I've had people on, they got a decent following and I'll ask them some questions. Like, yeah, I mean, I said this story a bunch of times and I'm like, trust me. Most people that listen probably don't know the story or know your background. Don't assume that it is um, the thing when it comes to powerlifting, the cycle is quick. Like, I mean, like two, three years and people are gone from powerlifting. Two, three years, people are gone. People who stick around like yourself is is like the fewer and far between. And um, so A, the, the cycle's quick. So you 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 will have to repeat stories, right? And then B, people forget. They get lost in a shuffle. People don't mind hearing a story again. It won't be the exact same. And like, I don't know, I it, it's, it's just not like that. And if you're going to go on a podcast, for sure you want to advertise. And I like for most of these people who most of these lifters have sponsors or are selling programs or, you know, almost every single one of them has sponsors and whatnot. This is, this should be part of it. If you're an athlete, this should be part of it. You're, you're, you're in the USAPL. They're doing, they're making a move towards professional and they want to make it more money involved. This is all part of it Mm though. This is, this is, we this is, we are all we got is each other. So like, um you gotta go on these podcasts and do your part and then like share it and this is you know if you got sponsors i can only imagine if if an athlete's got sponsors and you went on a podcast and you didn't advertise it and the the sponsors would be like all right even if you didn't shout us out pushing your brand is big man you gotta you know you already did the work you already did an hour
1: exactly and when you were saying like oh like People think, like, people have heard the story. I'm not going to say it again. I'm like, as a coach, I've learned, like, I mean, I will literally say the same. Like, my content on my Instagram is very similar. People just don't know it. I will say the same thing and make it slightly different on a weekly basis, and I will get DMs. I never thought of it this way. That's something new. I'm like, it's the same. I've been saying it since 2020. We're at 2022. I just changed two periods in the comma like i posted a different picture with it so you know it's the same idea like people have to hear the same thing like five or six times for it to even register that they've heard that before
0: mm. um before i forget i just want to say about mariana Gaspar ryan i think she was on the king of lists and she had an interpreter with her and i think she lives in the u.s now pretty does. sure she yeah okay so you should be good to go she should be able to I'll grab somebody it. who speaks English. I'm just saying, she should be able to... As a matter of fact, I will slide in her DMs and help because uh, I talked to her a little bit. It's been a minute, but I could probably slide in her DMs again if you want and be like, hey, I got a podcast you might want to think about. But um, you'll like her. She's good, Man, her war with Steffi Cohen at the uh, U.S. Kern, I think that was 2019. It was. It was and was, it, yeah. was <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. It was... They both... I had Steffi Cohen on, uh, leading into it. And she was like, I, I asked her like, what do you think is going to win this? And Steffi's like, I think if I hit a 700 Wilkes, um, that should, that should win it. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, first off, that's a massive Wilkes. Second off sounds about right. Like that sounds pretty crazy. 700 should do it. And then Steffi Cohen went in there. She hit her target. She was like 698. So around her Mm -hmm. target, what she wanted. And, um, just Marianna Ryan hit a 720. And it was like, holy fudge, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Break right down to the last deadlift. Um, so Steffi did her damn thing, but she just happened to have had Mary and Gaspar Ryan there. And um, it kind of is what it is, man. When someone like that shows up and shows up.
1: They both did an amazing job. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like the best, the strongest one. It's okay.
0: <laughs> what do you think about all this boxing going on? We lost Steffi to boxing. It's tough though. Like I have, I'm always a huge, when I first started King of Lifts, Um, I remember no one. I remember a time when nobody knew who uh, Steffi Cohen was. I remember reposting. you being like, who is this? And uh, she was smashing weights and like, nobody knew who she was yet. And and people started to get to know her. And then I remember seeing her rise to prominence and like, she's got like now she's got a million point, whatever followers. Um, She's like moved on and done boxing, but hybrid. I remember when her hybrid performance was like, just her and Hayden, man, like there was nobody there. They was just the two of them in the coaching service. Now they have like a facility they got like dozens of coaching staff and like they have like a like a media team, their podcast and everything and like I'm, it's crazy what Steffi's done. It's like Steffi, how you you came up and it's crazy to to have known someone before they came up and um, and to see them now. It's like, holy smoke, Steffi. Uh, Yeah, I'm freaking blown away. She's one of the biggest that I remember coming from like ground zero. I'm just, she's lifting weights and thinking about before just starting in powerlifting to where she's at now.
1: Yeah, so your question was how I feel about losing her to boxing, right? So um, I heard her on a podcast very recently and she was talking about why she switched to boxing and she kept dealing with like chronic back pain Mm. And I get it. Cause I'm like, I mean, I can't expe- I didn't experience it like that, but I'm like, yo, like you're the best. And like, you're pulling so much weight and pushing so much weight. Like that takes a toll on your body. And she said like, she would like tell herself to back off and then find herself just accidentally PRing the next week. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, like, so like during the pandemic, like she just started messing around with boxing because like everything was just dead. And then she just liked it. And I'm like, i mean you found something that else something else that you liked it's not going to cause you as much pain probably depending on how hard you get hit in the face um yeah. but you know like i get it like it makes sense so it she does so much for us like and her company's so big now like it's going to live on and plus like her company is still pushing powerlifting so much so do i wish she was still in it i mean yeah she's amazing but at the same time like she made moves in the sport that we'll never forget and she's still helping the sport today.
0: It's it's um it's interesting because I've seen other athletes switch over into another sport uh from powerlifting and their their following was mostly because they were powerlifters, smashing weights, etc. And most of them, not, they don't lose all their following, but a huge chunk of their following dwindles as time goes because there's a reason why we came and we're not getting that reason anymore. Steffi has continued to grow. It hasn't, hasn't stayed, it hasn't lowered, it's actually gone up. Mm-hmm. And why, why do you think that is? Why do I think that is?
1: Um, I think she's fun to watch. Like, it's fascinating to watch someone who was really amazing at something switch and be really good <laughs> at yeah. what they're doing, like, immediately. So that, to me, is fun to watch. I mean, I still follow her and I'm on her page probably three or four times a week. And, like, I don't care about boxing, Ryan. Like, I do not. <laughs> I do not. Like, don't ask me to name any other boxer. And don't ask me to try to throw a punch. I don't know what's going on, but I'm fascinated by it. So, like, when someone's that good at something and they switch and they're immediately good at something else, like, that's enough to, in my opinion, keep the people. And plus, she's still, every once in a while, she'll post herself doing, like, one deadlift. She's still (laughs) posting. She's like, hey, I'm still strong, just so you know. And then she goes back to her boxing stuff. And uh, I also like, like, when she does, like, Q&As and stuff, like, she's cool to, like, learn about. Like, she talks to people when she does the Q&As. It's like, she's just, she's got a personality. So, mm-hmm. I think that's why people aren't just attracted like how strong you are, like if you suck at the person, like no one's gonna wanna like right. listen to you, but she seems cool on social media I never met her so
0: yeah, yeah, that's probably, and she has like an it factor where like like she seems cool, like you said, and she's like um like those pictures she she knows i do social media she's got pictures where she's boxing and hitting mitts and it looks like cool as fuck like it looks like even if you're not a boxing fan when she's like she's got videos of her like hitting mitts and it's just there's something like they call it the sweet science for a reason i'm a huge mike tyson guy and i can like watch this dude hit mitts with this coach you know and watching bobbing and weaving doing his thing and then like damn it looks because action right even if he's not actually in the fights or whatnot and Steffi has that it factor where just watching someone train and it gets you motivated and like, mm-hmm. damn it, man. Cause they look cool. Some people can't pull it off. Right. They think they look cool. Then they look yes. at the video. All <laughs> ah, ah, right. That's not the way I look, you know, that's not me. It's all good.
1: It's but, like, uh, yeah, she, she looks good at whatever she does.
0: <laughs> is she, uh, is she coming back? So I thought somebody told me, I don't know if you could even do both of those kind of sports because strength and cardio do not go hand in hand.
1: I'm about to say they're so, so different. Um, I haven't heard that she's coming back. And from the recent podcast, she didn't give any inkling of it. And she was just talking about why she switched to boxing. So she is, she hid it from the world.
0: (laughs) Is it, was that her podcast?
1: Oh yes, it was. And she was talking to, I don't know who she was talking to. It was her podcast though. It was a very recent episode.
0: I might check like, that out.
1: probably three weeks to go.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. I might have to check it out. When you first got into powerlifting, it was 2016, Like, How did you find powerlifting?
1: Ooh, how did I find powerlifting? Yeah. Okay, so I was 19. Um, I'm turning 26, so we can figure out what year that was. I, don't, <laughs> I can't do math like that. But I was 19, right? And um, I was a sophomore in college, and I just started lifting weights. And I had a best friend, her name was Sarah. And we were like, yo, the girls in magazines look like they lift weights. Now we're going to lift weights. And we're going to look like them. So we hit the gym, Ryan, every day, like five, six days a week, every single day, we in the gym. We all know what we're doing we're like pushing we don't know what we're doing like I'm squatting is so high like I'm benching the bar I'm like ah I got one rep like it was yeah. hilarious I'm on the leg press I'm like yo I got two places the leg press bro um but my friend I had a friend named Rob and he competed in powerlifting, and he was like dude like you should try powerlifting. Like, you look pretty strong. Now, side note, I didn't even, I didn't even squat a plate yet. So I don't know what he was talking about. But he was like, <laughs> he was like, you look pretty strong. You should try powerlifting. I'm like, what? So he takes me to his gym and what was it, I think it was, ooh, was it Iron Vault Gym? I think it was Iron Vault Gym. I might be wrong. Anywho, he takes me to his gym and like all of his friends are masters powerlifters. So I'm like, so this is a sport for old people. <laughs> and all, all men, so old <laughs> White men. This is for for old <laughs> white men. Um, cool. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm not gonna do this, but thanks for inviting me to the gym. But then he invited me to his meets and I was like, I'll support you. And I saw a woman doing it. And I was like, mm. Oh, this is kind of cool. Like they look strong and none of them look crazy, but they're lifting heavy, they're having fun, like everyone's cheering them on. I'm having fun. So I was like, I wanna try it. And like within a week, I I found the coach in person. I was like, I want to try pilot thing. He was like, Okay. And I just started. And I immediately signed up for a meet, like, right away. Oh, And wow. I did it. I did it, like, three months later, but I signed up right away. And what? I trained for it. Didn't miss a single session. Did the first meet at RPS. I won. I felt on top of the world. I never stopped. It, uh,
0: what do you think it was that got you, like, oh, my God, I got to keep doing this?
1: Um, I've been an athlete my entire life.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
1: I love being an athlete. Um, I was doing track from five years old. I was swimming at seven years old, like, Thanks. yeah. So, you know, I was always doing track. I was swimming and then I did volleyball, in middle school and track and high school was track and volleyball and winter track. What else did I do? That was mostly, it was mostly track, <laughs> but <laughs> I love, I love being an athlete. And then I went to college my freshman year. I did nothing. And I was like, what do I do with my life? So, like, my freshman year, I tried to just run outside. And, like, I was like, yo, this is terrible. Like, running outside sucks. Like, how do people do that? I want to die. This is the worst thing in the world. So I was just sad. <laughs> I was just super yeah. sad. And then I found weights, and I just kind of tried to lift as the freshman. But sophomore year, I switched colleges. And that's where my best friend went to school. And then we started lifting together. So mm. just, that was like how I, and then I started making friends who lifted. And so it was like a cool community thing. So I've always loved being an athlete. I never knew it'd be weights that I liked, but I love it. <laughs> it,
0: it. Because you come from other sports and I'm interested in this. Powerlifting is, it's weird. I got friends that like, like are my boys from like high school that have nothing to do with powerlifting whatsoever. It's an entirely different world. I got group chats with like powerlifters, but I got group chats with like, my boys from like, you know, they're just like my crew. And, um, they it's, it's weird. Cause they, they don't follow powerlifting whatsoever. They know what I'm doing and they know what I've been doing, but that's not their world. And I try to like somewhat explain to them how freaking much of a community powerlifting is to a point where like, man, like, we have, like, I'm trying to explain to, them we have people within our community, kind of like we were saying off the hot board that are, like, influential people in our community. And it's, like, a big deal to, like, meet certain people, talk to certain people, whatnot. And, um, you know, you, it's hard to articulate to them how, what it's like and how much into the world you can get. If you start hopping on Instagram and you float around Instagram, like, you could, you could bounce from page to page and not only just see people that are like, what do you just watch people training? And I'm like, no, 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 dog. This is like, there's like rivalries between athletes. There's rivalries between coaches, like in coaching services, there's like um, backstories and juicy, you know, backstories. There's rivalries in between like countries. There's like uh, like last couple of years, political drama within the sport. Yeah. And um, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like this, <laughs> they're like they're like this is like a niche sport, my man. And I'm like, man, you could like if you go there's like power, there's so many different powerlifting podcasts that you if you dive into this, i and I, so I'm wondering because I was talking about this on another podcast. Are other niche sports got a community like this that have like all of that, like 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 I know you didn't pull vault, but there's like. Pole vaulting have fucking like like a their version of king of the lifts and all this drama and all these lifter like athletes are like you know what I mean like or yeah. water water polo or is this are we just fucking weird like how did we do this I think we're just weird
1: like yeah. I can't imagine I was would, like would have found something out about summer sport that has a massive podcast and like a bunch of rivalries online if there if it exists I don't know about it but I think we're weird I feel like we're weird because though like our sport's so easily accessible that, and, like, you can do it in any country. Like, you just need a barbell. Mm. And, like, no one who's doing our sport... um, Well, no, I won't say that. But I'm also, like, people who are doing our sport, like, we just love to lift, and then all of a sudden, as you climb up, you're like, wait, I want to get stronger. I want to get to this me. I want to get to this me. And then you see the people who are the strongest, and you're like, I want to be like them. And all of a sudden, you're obsessed with Russell or he, because he... (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> he's really strong and he looks really cool and then personalities start coming out so i don't really know if our sports are doing that but it's like our sports are so easily accessible that it was just easier for maybe powerlifting to do that i don't know how like pole vault would really do that like i don't know like is every country have pole vault how big is it how many people are in it so are people this- from every like every state really doing pole vault every single state every single one every so,
0: th- so this is a good question here so so you you bring up a lot so then i think about when i hear that and i agree on everything you just said by the way the accessibility is massive and it is like strength it's a strength sport say less i get it there's no like um like i you talk to europeans about look i'm not a football guy full disclosure but um a lot of canadians are and um you talk to europeans to watch a football game and they're like okay tell me the rules i'm not sure if i understand the rules or um, and the same type of thinking for, for every sport really well, often it's like the rules can, and can be deciding factors. And culturally, if you don't grow up in a hockey nation, maybe, um, they'll be like, yeah, I don't super get hockey. Like, you know, again, from Canada. So hockey's pretty big, but, um, you know, but strength, a strength sport, uh, I get, it. there's some rules of powerlifting you kind of got to get, uh, but on the surface level, it's like, you get it, it uh, culturally all over the place. Everyone knows strength. You know, everyone knows like in most places have gyms in most places. Like you can just appreciate how strong and whatever somebody is. So it is like across all over the place for sure across the globe because of that, for sure. Um, but I, it's, it's there's something about it that like personality wise, we've cultivated, You know, and maybe it's because I can't picture having a repost page for pole vaulting. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know. Or like water polo or whatever the fuck. But because that is the case and because we can, like, I will watch powerlifters train and like the characters and like, they look, we look like, um, like freaking like a, like a superhero would look, you know what I mean? Like, like they're jacked and fit because they're literally in the gym, like, like, ridiculous amounts of time so when you watch an action movie they're trying to look like a powerlifter like the, these people look like you want your your athletes like if you're like that person's in the gym all the time they'll see them like well i guess it's russell fucking or he like he looks exactly <laughs> yeah. as you think he would look you know what i mean um yeah so with all of that packaging that's why when i look at like pole vault or water polo and i'm not looking picking on those sports but there's tons of them like that And they're in the Olympics and they probably got like major state funding because they're in the Olympics and whatnot. That's why when I see this, I'm like, I feel like in terms of sports that aren't the big ones, like basketball, football, whatever, powerlifting is the one that's like, I can call me a dreamer. I could see the next, I could see a step up because of everything we just said, because of everything you said indicates we could.
1: And like you were saying, like everyone understands it. Like at some point, everyone's probably done some sort of deadlift something like you Mm. understand what it is and like if you're talking about another sport like that sport basketball soccer whatever like at some point they're in the gym to get stronger for the sport not doing one rep maxes but like they get it too so i think what you're like what you're saying just like everyone my, my mother ryan she does not exercise. Like, my, I don't come from a family who, who works out, by the way. I'm the only person. Same. And I don't just mean immediate family. Like, I'm the only person I know in my mom's side and dad's side, period, who lifts. Oh, except I have one cousin who, like, did a bodybuilding show. Distant cousin. That <laughs> Besides that. Um, so it's like, but even for these people, when I tell them I powerlift. obviously, when I say I powerlift, they say, oh, that thing where you put the weight over your head. But then when I when I just show an example of a deadlift where i pretend to deadlift like oh yeah we take a bar and you're like you lift it like i i used to lift but whatever so like but they get it so so they can follow along with it like when they watch me compete like they can follow along enough to be like yeah she's going to sit down stand up squat okay got it like but like other sports like basketball even it's like if you don't really get it it's like okay like so the there's a Center points and in a, a midfield, what? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Obviously,
1: that's not basketball. I'm
0: not that bad. But. <laughs> Look, I'm not a basketball dude, neither a little bit when the Raptors won. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, so I'm not sure exactly why. Like, I could definitely see five, 10 years, like five, 10 years from now, where do you think our sport's going to be? Because you've been around five years ago where we were, and now you see where we're at. What do you think? Five to 10 years.
1: I mean definitely even more popular i think it'll be pretty pretty insane i think we'll have a lot of people who are already gone because a lot of people it's a revolving door for like two or three years for most people except for like those who really want to stay in there um and there's not a ton of us but i think it'll be hopefully to a point where like most states have a powerlifting gym like a lot of states have them, but i think like most states at that point will have a powerlifting specific gym where people understand this is where you come to lift kilos and squat pinch and deadlift. I think it'll be like, I mean, even now you go into any gym and you see like SBD knee sleeves somewhere, you see a belt. Like, that's crazy to me. So I think it'll be so mainstream. I think it'll be really mainstream. Like, I think we're trying to make it mainstream, but I think by then, like, it'll, it'll possibly be like, you can be like, yeah, I'm going to watch the protein meet this weekend, like on, on live stream. People will be like, yeah, like, I know what that is. They may not be doing it all together, but they're like, yeah, I know what that is. So it'll be even bigger. I'm excited for that.
0: When it comes to other sports, and you said almost everybody's weightlifting, it is true. I remember there was an Olympics, and, and I, it might have even been Sports Illustrated, and they said they asked a bunch of strength and conditioning coaches who were at this Olympics, if you can only do, and they said three lifts, um, what, like exercises, they said. They didn't say lifts. Only three exercises in the gym, though, so it's going to be in the gym. Um, they're like, what would it be? And uh, this was a winter Olympics. And it came back squat dead bench. And I was like, oh snap. So I was like, I remember posting being like, me the best power lifter win. That's what I'm hearing. That's all I'm hearing with the with the with the Olympics, right?
1: But it yeah,
0: it just shows you how um these athletes know. Like, like worldwide, athletes know what powerlifting is. And at a time when I like I first started a ways back, and um, when you're talking about belt and equipment, people were like, It'd be weird for them. They, they wouldn't get it like a powerlifting belt, etc. Fast forward 2022, you go to a powerlifting or like a, sorry, a normal gym. People know what knee sleeves are. I remember mm-hmm. when I would look weird with a powerlifting belt. I'd look weird with knee sleeves. Now you have athletes in other sports. And when you see their Instagram and them training, they are wearing like SPD and shit like that. Like kid it up. And they're like okay. doing, it's, cause they, and it's just part of it. So they're obviously watching powerlifters they're watching instagram and they're they're paying attention as well things are changing through social media and that's huge man that wasn't the case before in five ten years um i don't know man i like i gotta bite my tongue but i swear we're gonna see some like (laughs) i I, I think colby craig okay i'll just say it i think at some point we'll get in the olympics and we for really we on like that's on the IPF level and on the USAPL level, they will push and start reaching. Um, it's like bigger and bigger money meets, and uh, like the boats will just rise together because the popularity rises together. And although it's tough to like separate, and that's tough because we're splitting our talent pools, we're also covering ground. Uh, you know what I mean? Like where one party's going to push one side, the other party's going to push the other side, and if one of them's going to make it you know, one of them, so hopefully both like, like it's, it, you know what I mean? Like it can only, if one makes a breakthrough, fuck it. If powerlifting gets in the Olympics, everybody, all powerlifting in general is going to get on the hotspot and get like, you know, heat from it. Or if, if USAPL like, all of a sudden struck a major TV deal, all powerlifting period. Well now IPF in Europe will be like, did you see, don't tell us powerlifting can't be on TV because they're killing it. So it, both of them actually help each other. Like, no matter what. So it's not the worst thing in the world to split and pursue because we're all gonna benefit if someone hits the jackpot. Um, the only bad part right now is we unfortunately split that talent pool, which kind of Yeah. Hurts.
1: Yeah. So with us being in the Olympics, like that I think it'd be so cool. I have a hard time picturing it just because like of weightlifting being kicked out and and also like you know, powerlifting like this is the sport where it would make the most sense to use, right? Because literally you get bigger and stronger. Yeah. Like that's the point of using, right? So, like, that issue might be big enough that we never get in. I would love to see us in. I definitely think by then, hopefully by then, we'll be like on TV. Someone can get a TV deal. I definitely see people like, I mean, I think athletes could in five, 10 years, like make a living really off powerlifting if they're like still has to be like one of the strongest. Um, <laughs> but with all the money meets, Like we obviously USAPL just started money meets, but like this is year one, like 10 years later, like hopefully like majority of meets have money, even a local meet, you can still cop a thousand bucks if you're like the strongest in your little state, you know, like, and I think that'd be so cool. I would love to be in the Olympics, like to see our sport in the Olympics. I, I don't see it. I want to, I think it'd be so cool. I think it was dumb. it was crazy like, remember when everyone was asking, like, oh, like, would you want to see powerlifting in the Olympics? And a lot of people were like, oh, no, because it's too boring. I remember hearing that over, over and over again, like, it's too boring to be in the Olympics. I'm like, yo, we have ping pong in the Olympics. Like, we have the, like, the most ridiculous yeah. sports. I'm like, powerlifting would bore you? Like, no, it wouldn't. That is a lie. We're not the most boring sport. So it could be. It's definitely entertaining enough. And at least everyone would know what's going on, because half the people who don't know powerlifting think we're already in the Olympics
0: um they do <laughs> this is true uh I've, I've had people say that to me uh that's like, time. yeah um in terms of, like the olympics with the olympic weightlifting the thing that got them isn't so much like you're right like uh for sure PDS wise it would go hand in hand with what we do um but it's not so much that uh because if we're honest there is a lot of sports in the olympics like track Uh, that is riddled with like PEDs, right? Like, um, so, but the thing that really hurt Olympic weightlifting wasn't so much just that there was PEDs, but the corruption they found. So like officials being paid off and um, the doping or anti-doping, I should say, wasn't, uh, you know, proper, you know, third party, like the anti-doping that they want to see. So it allowed possible corruption in certain nations and certain presidents were like, okay, we tested, we're going to hold this event. We know some doping infractions. We're going to hang on to this and things that we're going to release it after the event and suspensions after like, cause that's up to them when it's not a third party, like WADA. And then it became like, okay, who knew what, what's going on here. And uh, because when it gets to a point where, you're part of the Olympics and there's major television deals like Olympics are major television deals and sponsors. The whole nine gets involved Weird pressures come. And um, so that became a, more than just doping infractions. The IOC is like, you need to clean up the corruption and start like certain people have to go. Uh, we need to see certain things in place, etc. cetera. And um, that's when like, right. So it's, 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 Right. It's, it's, well, you don't have a super reason to, unless you're like, cause I'm not super into Olympic way. Like, I actually had a guy on that specializes in, um, anti-doping and, uh, he's in a laboratory that works with anti-doping and stuff. And he was, he he's written like articles and stuff. He's a doctor and it. And, um, he keep on the podcast. I, this is one of these podcasts where, um, he'd be good for your podcast as well. If I did so much research leading the podcast because I'm like, holy shit, I'm being over my head, man. <laughs> I was like, I got my man Rory was the co host. I'm like, Rory, are you good with this? He's like, I'm doing research. I'm like, same, but like, he's a doctor. And I'm like, well, what about this testing? And does this testing find? I'm like, holy shit, man. Let's hope I don't like, you know, sound like an idiot, but because <laughs> uh, he's high level. Uh, but, but anyways, he was talking, he was explaining all that. So I don't know. I mean, it depends on, end of the day if they feel like the sport would be good on television and could blow up and you actually have your ducks in a row in terms of all that they realize that someone's like yeah but peds and powerlifting could probably they'll be like you could do that for every sport like track is phenomenal for PDS. people yeah. well, you're gonna <laughs> blast some some records uh and that's been an issue however the 100 meter dash even though it's historically so riddled with PDs, will never be removed because that is the rock star event. I love okay. the hundred meter dash, right? Me like too. I love it. I love watching <laughs> it, right? Um, so I think if they think like this is this this could go, um, they won't take it out. But you have to play ball, and um, I don't know, man. It, who knows? Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. I'm not sure. I hope
1: the day comes. I really do.
0: It, it would be, it would be the wildest. I, I think yes. like it would be the wildest. And at your age, like all of a sudden be like, holy shit, is my Olympic dream around you? Like, is this? Bro,
1: I mean, I'm 25 now. Like by the time it happens, let's see how old
0: I be. <laughs> you know what? Here's a good thing about strength. What I love. Um, some people stay strong forever. Like some people are like strong, like Marissa and uh, Jennifer Thompson. I know you had Thompson on your podcast. There are people yeah. who stay strong, like, right in, you might be like 10 years away from your prime. So, who knows?
1: You just, who knows? <laughs> I need some Kim Walford vibes, man. I need Kim Walford.
0: <laughs> there it is. There it is. Have you had Kim on the podcast?
1: Not yet. I will. She's actually a really good friend of mine. Like, I was at her house like Thanksgiving. Like Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. I haven't had her on yet. I'm going to ask her very soon.
0: How did you meet Kim?
1: Uh, I originally met her, I don't know what meet, but she lives in Jersey and so do I. So she was at just like local meets, um, either refereeing or coaching. I'm not sure which one, definitely not competing. So I met her early, like I was probably 21, Mm. 20. Um, But I kept seeing her and then I had a good friend, her name's Chelsea. My friend Chelsea became really good friends with Kim and then she became her coach and then she was at all Chelsea meets and I was there too. So I just kept seeing her and seeing her. And eventually we just like ended up going to, she invited me to go to her gym with Chelsea and her and you know, her gyms in her house and then after that we just clicked and became good friends so
0: that's it. did yeah. you know who Kim was when you met her?
1: oh my god yeah I was so scared of her I, it's, she's a nice person in the world but I was scared to death I was like this is Kim Walford like, like I was like hi and I remember taking a picture with her I gotta find this picture it's the cutest little picture of me like like no, y'all can't see my face, but like I was so excited and it's a selfie. And I took it a few years ago the first time I met her. And I was like, oh my God, I have a selfie with Kim Walford. Like this is the best thing ever. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, she's she's a phenomenal person.
0: <laughs> it's it's um it's crazy because like obviously, so in terms of goat, uh people throw that around huge. I I'm probably guilty of throwing that around a lot, but um I'm hyperbolic at times, but sh- her resume is you know it's like seven world titles and seven u s national titles or something around there if I'm a little off something. um it's It's ridiculous, and yeah. I remember when I first met Kim Walford, it was at like a local meet. I was there, and uh she was just like she was not lifting, and she's just like helping people like walking people through the process and um and people like and i thought I just assumed. Kimberly was coaching these people because how much she was like, just hanging around, helping people out. And then afterwards, this is what what rattled me is the one girl turned to the other girls like, holy shit, I can't believe I can't believe Walford's. And I was like, hang on a second. You guys don't know her. And she's like, I would have thought you knew her with how much she was like, okay, you guys good. Listen, you need to get your, 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 your temp selection sheets over here and make sure you, and I'm like, you guys, she's just like, just helping out. Just to help out, I'm like, holy shit, that's like, and then, um, I said the story before though, but I was on this is way back, but Facebook is kind of dying out now, but I was on Facebook and I remember I asked a question on one of the Facebook pages and, um, I was asking about a competition and I wasn't getting a reply. And, um, Kimberly Walford wasn't working with the state fed for this, and it was to the state fed that I was asking. And she's seen that ask the question. And she literally doesn't know me from nothing. This is long before King of lifts or you know, uh commentating for worlds or anything. So we'd never met. Slide to my DMs and it's like, hey Ryan, I noticed you had asked this question. Um, here's the information you wanted. So and she's walking through it. And I'm like, Kimberly, I I didn't ask you, you didn't need to reply. You didn't, you wouldn't have left me hanging um you don't know if you're ever gonna meet me again i'm just a dude you will never see in your life it totally consequential, but you've seen i needed help and you're like let me help this guy i'm, I'm gonna go I'm, let me slide this guy's DMs and be like listen man this is the information you need uh make sure here's a deadline and um when kimberly was on the podcast i remember like saying this story to her i'm like kimberly i don't even know if you remember the story do you remember this and she's like i don't even know if i remember that and i put on the video clip and went back and took a snapshot of that message.
1: That's awesome. <laughs>
0: and I posted the clip and I'll send it to you. And I'm like, shit, man. Um, some people live up. Some All I'll say is like some people that, and you're going to find out the more people you meet on podcasts and stuff like that. But some people that you look up to when you're like, when you meet them, you're like, I hope they're a good person. I hope whatever. And um, some people like not, they can't live up because you built it too much. Kimberly will live up Kimberly Kimberly is pretty solid man I'm sure there's going to be some people who have a bad interaction that's life you know you catch anybody in the wrong circumstance or whatever but all things being equal just you she's gonna help you out and she will get nothing back from that interaction except she's just going to try to help you out that you don't you can't say that for many people many yeah. people you know you can't that's a and she will go out of her way to help you out That's fucked up. So when I hear stories about like, then you know, kind of left me hanging with this situation or whatever, because now she's in, you know, USVI and and Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm I'm thinking in my head, maybe, maybe that story is true, but there's probably all other there's other reasons to it because I I know her character. You know what I mean? She's already been proven.
1: Kim is one of the most giving, encouraging people I've ever met in my life. Like, especially when we weren't like close friends. Like I remember when I went like when I went to her house for the first time to train, I was still like crapping my pants. Yeah, you know? I was like, this is Kim Alfred's <laughs> house like, walking in and it's her, it's my friend Chelsea. And she was just like talking to me about like Solana you know I really love what you're doing in a sport like I was, I was just competing I wasn't doing anything <laughs> She's just like you are honestly like I just love seeing you keep going and keep getting better and all this I was like you pay attention to me she's like yeah like I pay <laughs> she's like yeah like I saw your last meet how you did but not. I was like what are you, what's going on like I mean like she just really wants to hype you up and make you feel like really special I remember another time it's around too and she invited one of her newer athletes and like this was someone who, like, barely understood how to bench press. Like, I remember I had to teach her, like, how to, like, use the competition back at her house. And Kim was just so freaking encouraging and nice. And in my head, I'm like, does this girl know who her coach is? Like, well, does she not. know who this? Did- she probably didn't because, like, she's learning how to squat. She's never done her first meet. She was asking me, like, you know, asking us, like, oh, like, so I should get any sleeves. You know, like, she's really new. And Kim was just helping her so much. And I'm like, you just invited her to your house to train. Like, just casually. Like, yeah, come over here. I'll help you. Like, no, not a lot of people are like that. Like, even me. Like, I'm going to send you in my house. I'm like, so I have to really know you to come in here. And I'll be like, yeah, actually, I have a cat, and he doesn't like people, so he can't come. Sorry. Like, that's...
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... For, you need boundaries. That's fair enough. Kimberly's not worried. I mean... Nah, um, she's got
1: cameras he, in those house... In that house. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, you don't want to mess around. <laughs> but, um, no, I could totally see that. And it's funny... Kimberly's not the type that's going to be braggadocious, so you, that lady probably whoever came to our house probably has no way. Yeah, that's the goat that you're training with, huh? That's the goat giving you this. Whoever's like day one in the gym and Kimberly Walford comes around, they got no idea. It's like boxing and fucking Muhammad Ali showing you how to jab. It's like you're <laughs> like, hey, it's it's a big deal. Um, yeah, I was having this conversation actually with Chance Mitchell. Yeah, it was Chance that that one, and we were talking about how like we don't necessarily do enough celebrating like the past and past historic meets and past yes. people and in Kimberly like Kimberly's still obviously in the game, but she's not like her social media presence like she should have like you know half a million followers she's the mm-hmm. go she's literally the goat right and um and her story like like she's gone away came back like the the shark tank that she faced like she was like i remember in 2019 when it was like you know jessica bittner and like all the people that were in there it was like crazy level high level it wasn't like some years you walk in and there's you know some years you get lucky and there's not a lot of people there no she's she doesn't catch too many breaks like that she had head-to-head with jen thompson the whole nine so um i wonder like so i was having this conversation with chance And being like, how do we solve this? That people need to be celebrated more. Like Kimberly's still around, but even the past accomplishments, Kimberly had that new people coming in the game might not realize. And then um, Brandon Petrie actually heard the podcast and posted up saying, it kind of has to be our powerlifting media that we have. It's kind of the responsibility a little bit to, to do some of this, right? And then I was like, fuck guess that's kind of me <laughs> like, oh shit i gotta put it but he's right like my man was right like i had Brendan on the podcast too and it's like kind of got called to the carpet there but at the same time i cannot lie like and that's also yourself now too you're probably yeah. too it is a bit of our responsibility if we see kind of like when you're talking to your business coach and your business coach is like when you say there's a problem and your business coach is like, Well, what are you doing to fill that gap? That was like a moment I just had where I'm like, Fuck, I guess I gotta do more throwbacks. I guess I gotta do I'm like, damn, they're right. But it's true, some sports, baseball. Like how many times we got to hear about Babe Ruth, like over a hundred years ago. Bach, I'm yeah. a huge, I'm a huge boxing fan, MMA fan. Everybody knows the boxing legends. Like, you don't gotta be a boxing fan to know Muhammad Ali or whatever the nope. shit. Um they know how to celebrate their, their previous people. Like on this day, this happened and stuff like that. Um, And they'll they'll do posts, do stories and constantly top 10 all time. And Mm -hmm. you, you see them. And it made me think, And like, what do you think now that you're part of the powerlifting media community? Because some of it's going to fall responsibility, fall on you, but I, I can't take it all. Maybe we could do things together, but like, it is true, though. Like, I don't think we do revere our past champions enough, or tell their stories, right?
1: I fully agree. I listen. I listen to the Chance Mitchell podcast. Okay. And Brandon Peach's podcast. Oh, well, there you go. And <laughs> you go. I saw right after Chance. Right, can I listen to Chance's podcast like the day it came out? I saw Brandon post that. Yeah. And I saw the whole thing, and I had a moment of like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> like, yeah, did I get That's t- me? Yeah, That's yeah. me." Because <laughs> right. I'm I'm all up in Brandon's DMs all the time. So like, um. But you're right. Like, we do not highlight the past at all. Um, There are still people now who probably don't know. Some really big names that, like, came in, did amazing things for our sport, but just aren't currently competing. Um, I do think that things like throwback, I guess you call it throwback episode, but, like, podcasting, like, we could try to get some of them together and have a major episode. Maybe even, like... We film it and then or like, well, like, we're always filming, I guess, because we're like on Zoom, but like extra cameras to make it also a YouTube episode. So like people who like YouTube over podcasts can watch it. Um, that would be a big, awesome thing to do, like a roundtable kind of thing, maybe. Um, that'd be super cool. That's like the idea I have. And that came up and on Brandon's IG. I wouldn't know what else to do, because I, we I wish we were on TV, right? I wish we would be like, well, we can just grab them together. And, but, you know, all we have right now is, at the moment, it'll grow. We got podcasts. We got YouTube. So mm-hmm. I would love to do... And that's honestly the reason. Like, you were like, oh, like, you've had Jen Thompson on. Oh, have you had Kim on? I'm holding out for Kim at the moment. Jen Thompson was on because of a roundtable episode. Um, it was, like, eight of us. But mm-hmm. I haven't just spoken to Jen Thompson yet. Because I'm like, okay, these are... I'm like trying to figure out how can I make this a great episode that like really gets pushed out because these are people who need recognition. I like did amazing things, So that's my idea right there. Hopefully, I think,
0: I think that's amazing. I, I like, honestly. So again, as a boxing fan, I remember as a kid watching, uh, it's called forever champions. And it had like George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, all these guys fought each other. They're from that era, the seventies boxing, like when Ali was in his peak. And it, I remember like, this was long. This is before I was born and I'm, but it didn't matter. I'm listening to them talk about these events. And I remember like a kid being so heavily impacted. And even like, like Ali's obviously talking about uh, the civil rights movement in the sixties. Everyone knows what his impact, but this it's, so it's not, it's also, it's not just because with powerlifting, people might be like, well, the numbers that they hit now is some of these people past champions won't hold up. So will it be impactful for people to hear the story? And what I would say is it's not just about the numbers though. If you focus on like, talk about these events, talk about like, you know, the rivalry talk about, and I've had people on the podcast and they've talked about like, this is before social media took off showing up in an event and like you show up and like. You could be an American showing up in Russia in the middle of, you know, it's like 1999 and like whatever, it's a crazy story. And people are like, holy shit, I didn't know. Yeah, the American team showed up and how it was. And the fact that it wasn't social media made it more awkward and made it like, oh my God, we're in a whole different universe when we show up here and like made it. There are stories that um, it's not just about the numbers, right? And uh, we have a history we have no idea about. It's yeah. weird. It's like, we're historians uncovering things for people. Um, and some people like, yeah, it's, it's nuts that like, if I say Jesse Norris, people are like who's Jesse Norris. I'm like, God damn, that breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. And um, you know, has a lot of people like that. And I think at some point if we did, so that documentary forever champions, if we did something like that, That's where amazing. you got, yeah, if you, cause Jen Thompson and Kimberly Walford from the same era, you get a yep. couple people from that era who were at the same nationals, same, or maybe even from different parts of the world, they were at the same world championships. They sit down and they tell their viewpoints. And like, I remember when we battled in whatever year, I remember this and I remember the lead up and like we go back and forth with it. And like so much has changed and so many things have happened. Um, That's a good project. That's a project though.
1: That is a project. No, another thing too, it'd be cool. So I, I know you probably didn't watch the entire Virginia pro, but, um, so I did commenting for, for oh my God, I can't speak English. For I know you did. Virginia though. pro. And, you know, Ray Williams was there. And the second day when he already competed, like they had me do like, I mean, on the fly, like, they like called me. I was like, I like had a big on my mouth. I was like, what? And they were like, Hey, come interview him real quick. And it was like three minutes, but like I interviewed Ray and it's, like, on YouTube, and I was like, okay, I wonder if, like, we have the Arnold's Weekend. Obviously, I'm talking to you now. It's in, like, two days. It's <laughs> not going to happen, right? But, like, we're going to have so many big people there, like, even as simple as people who do really well, if we could do a full interview with them right after, because we could keep it and put it on YouTube so it lives forever like mm. stuff like that like capturing stuff in the moment where after it happened would be so cool that's why i was like wow it's really cool like you competed yesterday and like this little interview like all your emotions are right here we can talk about it now it's on youtube like i wish like or i hope that like we can start like recording stuff right after like those interviews right after
0: it's That'd um, be awesome we've so we did that a couple times at the world championships i interviewed in 2008 uh, 2018 the one you won uh did you use I was interviewing people in the open um, and then 2019, we didn't. And uh, 2021 was different with like uh, COVID, like you weren't allowed to do stuff like that, but um, yeah. you're right. But I know like at US, I remember watching uh, Primetime when John Hack won, and they had interviews that year with John Hack. And, the, and I still remember a couple of quotes he gave because this is the thing, it's exactly what you just said where like I, people, the quotes people give after they win something, it's it's more than just a podcast because it's it's a sporting moment. Like I remember, we will remember as kids. Like uh, Donovan Bailey won the Olympics um, hundred meter dash. To, that's a throwback, ladies and gentlemen. Hundred meter dash for track. He won the Olympics. He's Canadian. In this is nineteen ninety six. And in, in Canada every fucking body watched this like we don't you guys americans got a lot of gold medals when you're like a powerhouse in the olympics canada's got one tenth the population so we have like much fewer athletes like that so for us for the rock star event of the olympics is 100 meter everybody watches 100 meter and we had donovan bailey going in there and you could hear like like everybody watched You, you look in the streets, people at work, your boss is like, yeah, take fucking half hour. We're going around the TV. Everybody watched and his interviews and everything. They're like iconic to this day. Like those, those clips, it's iconic. Everyone knows Muhammad Ali saying, I shook up the world after he won the emotion when you won and it's right there, throw a microphone on them. And when they're like, I shook up the world, I shook Ali's in the sixties, black man in the sixties during the civil rights movement. And he's like, I'm fast. I'm beautiful. I'm, and he's like talking his talk, man. And uh, people like talk your talk, man. And he was like, so excited. Those are sporting moments that are live forever. Throw them on YouTube, lives forever. And uh, you, we don't have that sometimes like you, when you see, for instance, like I see Leah Bavois pulled the last deadlift, became a world champion and she broke down, started crying. If you met her and this is 2021. So again, we couldn't have with COVID, but if you met her right there, threw a mic on her and said, and like got a couple quotes. You don't know if a couple of those fucking quotes she gave, like I remember when I was a kid, she, she grew up, she's got autism and everything that she's faced. And she could give a couple of juicy quotes. You throw that on YouTube. Some other person like yourself, 19 year old version of you is going to come across that and, and not super get into the sport yet, but get into the person and be like, yeah. fuck me. That impacted me. Like seeing Leah Babwell teary, i being like, you got no idea of my story. She was suicidal, autistic. She, did, she wasn't diagnosed. So her family didn't know what was wrong with her. She would act out. And then finally she found out why when she was diagnosed and then she found powerlifting and it changed her life. So her journey, when she won the world title, um, it had to have been, if you throw a fucking mic on her, what are you feeling right now? What's the tears all about? And let her go. That's yeah. it. That's the sporting moment, man. That's it. We, we're missing these moments right yes. now. You're right. You're right. We're looking. I think we're having like a round table right now with IDs. <laughs> we are.
1: This is perfect. Right? This is what we yeah. needed. Right. And now we'll, we'll be held accountable because everyone can hear it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. got to get that together.
0: <laughs> yeah, people will be like, you guys are the commentators. So, huh? Why don't you do it? And I'm like, well, that's true. <laughs> well, that's yes. true. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for sure if I came across um, some of those clips, it would be. What else do you think you change in terms of the streams and stuff? Cause you guys had a high quality, by the way, congratulations on the commentating um, and everything you're doing. What well, Kimberly Walford was saying to you about training. like man, I haven't even done nothing yet but you did a lot. Now you got a podcast. The content is beautiful on your Instagram where you're giving like a lot of information and um, like, you're hitting everything, your website. I've been on your website doing my research. Oh God. You, you, you're doing your damn thing though. Like you're making a push and you're young making a push. Like you're, you got your shit together and you got a vision and you got a plan for it. It's not just like some people, like some people hit the scene and like expect everything, but do nothing. You know what I mean? Like, do you see my lifts? Do you, whatever? How come they, like, I get it all the time. I'm not getting reposted yeah. enough and I'm getting enough shine, not getting enough, whatever. And I see somebody like you, who's like hitting on professional on everything, man. You are pushing, you're a commentator. You got your own podcast. You're freaking got your own website. The content you're putting on is organized with a plan and informational, and like you're touching on all bases you know what I mean? So, um, I just
1: want
0: to give you your roses. I want to give you your roses while I'm talking about you. Cause we do need people like you though. You know what I mean? If, if everybody was collected as you, Holy smokes, we do. I got people like that, but yeah, it means something, you know, this is how we're going to grow. But, um, how do you think, what are some things you would change to make us grow in terms of live streams, in terms of like the setup, in terms of, um, you know, whatever it is or social media, the structure, USAPL, do you like the tiered system? Anything you're allowed to do. If you're allowed Good. to like grab, put, sink your teeth on it.
1: Oh, so many things. Okay. Right. So I think we're already getting somewhere with live stream. Um, just even the Virginia pro, like, I want every live stream minimum to be that quality. You know, like we've had some, we've seen poor quality live streams, but you've Mm -hmm. also been seeing some better ones this year alone. Like um, Ghost Clash's live stream looked really good. The Virginia Pros live stream looked really good. Like that is a big start because, people will want to watch stuff that looks nice and people don't want to watch stuff. that doesn't look good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's a big one. Um, I think something else we need to do, like, well, we say social media <sighs> definitely needs to make some improvements there because that's what's going I mean, that's what everyone's on. Right. To like mm-hmm. get our sport out. <sighs> I got to think for a second. Hold on, hold on. Well,
0: here's the thing with social media. Here's what I will say. If I give a positive. We I think one thing that in terms of getting our shit together, we crush a lot of these other niche sports for social media. We have like it's great like look at Russell or man like um or like Steffi Cohen, but like like Russ, uh, you know, his following is pretty nuts So like a point?
1: point. yes, okay. So people like Russell, right? amazing following he he probably gets dm'd every day from someone saying you got me into powerlifting, right because his quality like his stuff is organized it's catchy also his personality that's massive mm-hmm. um i think one thing i'll hear a lot of example people a lot of politicians, be like hating on tiktok right they hate on tiktok reels are the same thing as tiktok okay but everyone's watching it like so just be okay accept the trend i don't care if i look like stupid in point it helped grow the page because people will then want to watch it and they'll get into the sport of powerlifting if you really want to make it mainstream like when something is new and doing well not the first thing that's doing well for two seconds but like tiktok's been doing well for a while now we have reels and shorts on youtube we can see that shorts uh video content is going to be like kind of the future right now um for now at least like Hop on the freaking train and make quality content that people want to watch. Like that's why, like you see a lot more reels on my page. Like literally, it's not just like, oh, I just want views. Like no, I really just want people to get into sports. So of I know I can put out quality information with doing this. You know, if I'm pointing in the reel, I don't even care. But <laughs> pointing and freaking dancing, but it was quality information, not stupid. That will help more people see it, and that's why I want people to see the sport. Like my missions. I have multiple missions. One, I want to be one of the best platform coaches. It doesn't mean people say my name, but that means that when my clients, like when I get a new client or they come to me, they come to me because they believe that I'm the best coach. Like they believe because of the quality that I give them and what I, you know, all that I do for them. I don't need my name everywhere, but like, I want people who work with me to know that I'm giving them my all, so they stay with me. Um, but also, my second mission is to grow the sport of powerlifting. You know I passion more for women, right? Um, I love everyone. But like to get more women in the sport, to hold a barbell and get stronger, because that's what really changed my life in a massive way. And so I know that there's so many people who gain confidence in and outside the gym with the barbell. So doing whatever it takes really social media wise where that's youtube podcast instagram tiktok i don't care to get more people to see it that's what we need to be doing so i think we need to embrace and I, I can tell i know people who are gonna be pissed off when I say it embrace the short form video content make it quality and put it out there uh yeah and
0: russell's doing a great job with that is he on tiktok killing it he's on tiktok is he okay? He's on TikTok. I
1: don't um, know how big his following is right now compared to his Instagram, but...
0: His Instagram, is blowing up. And, and his YouTube, obviously. And um, he wasn't like as much, but for the TikTok thing. So I, I am guilty of I'm not on it enough reposting King of Lifts presence on it enough for sure. But I logged into it and um, I checked out one of the videos I posted uh, for King of List, and it got 4.5 million views. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I not like, you're right. If I, if my mandate is let's grow this sport, everything I'm passionate about, like, let's grow this, let's give people, you know, a platform that deserve to have a platform. Let's all that. And a post got 4.5, it reached 4.5 million people. That's huge. I mean, that is crazy, man. Like, like if you, you know, to be like, man, this is, that's a hell of a platform to have. Um, so yeah. TikTok it's the algorithm i'm not i I don't know how to master it it's so hidden this you could have so many videos that are just normal viewings and all of a sudden boom, this thing and then you could have all right that's what we need to do more of and you do a bunch of other videos along that lines back to normal back to normal and i'm like all right well no i'm lost again
1: i don't don't even try to learn the algorithm i just put the info out there whatever happens happens this is it like there are ones where i'm like this is gonna kill it yo like five <laughs> views i'm not kidding five views and then i'm like oh this one's whatever and it's like fifteen i i'm like okay whatever doesn't matter as yeah. long as someone saw it it helps if it helped one person i'm happy so
0: <laughs> you never know exactly um i have noticed like certain people joe stanick and uh gavin aden jersey boy gavin aden um no he's the bronx but he's around area anyways area
1: I think uh, Evan lives in
0: New Jersey. Is he in Jersey now? I know he's yeah, originally I, from the Bronx.
1: It's funny. I've never gotten to meet him, but he's always at a gym that I was just that. And I always get told he was just there. But yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like, yeah. But you'll meet him eventually. He's a super nice guy. Um, so then have you met uh, Delaney Wallace? Yeah, we're friends. Okay, cool. He's a super dude. I have him, him on the podcast. We got along so well. Um, he's such a nice guy. Like he's extremely personal. I told him on the podcast, I'm like, dude, you, you, you were an accountant. And I thought like, you don't picture somebody who's like quirky, funny, uh, so personable at like an accountant. It's like, it's just like a stereotype. You picture, like it's a hilarious. right? You beat him. And he not only is like super funny and charismatic, he's like that typical cool dude. Like, I'm like, dude, you were like one of the coolest guys, like, holy shit, man. And he's like, ah, go on. But, uh, but anyways, and those two are friends. But uh, anyways, Gavin Aiden is killing it on TikTok. He found the formula. Like, you know, we're talking like, what's the formula here? My man is, and Joe Stanek is also doing very well. Certain He's people, it. Yeah. Certain people are like killing it on there. And it's weird, man. I saw a meme about like the tiered hierarchy that some people fee- hold themselves with. Like, if you have like 100,000 people on YouTube, that's equal to... A million people on Instagram, but it's equal to like ten million on TikTok because you, you know, it's viewed as like TikTok for some reason. Like you said, is down here. So you to get respect, you have to have a so many on TikToks. Like yeah, because TikTok yeah. though, and then on no, it you, is.
1: It's, it's you weird. know what I mean. It's, it's you know, like it's like you know, I, I'll have a post with fifteen thousand views and that's nothing because you get you can get millions and millions of views but like on instagram you're hardly ever going to see millions of views so if you right. got fifteen thousand on instagram it's like a way bigger deal yeah i know yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and some of it is also um like a little bit of element of snobbiness we have towards tiktok like you said or totally. towards yeah
1: yeah y'all hating y'all hating hard uh, it's hilarious to me, <laughs> people. But you guys just don't like change. It's okay. Embrace the change. It's okay. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking of right now? Who have you heard of it? Steve Denove? You know Steve Denove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like he, he's TikTok exactly, and he'll post about how he hates it. And I'm like, but have you just tried short form content? Like, just try. Nope. Okay, you haven't tried it. You you gonna knock it and I'll try it. Okay.
0: What's the beef with it? Do you think? Is it because it's so? I, under, here's what I would have um, it's very short. So you're like, it's tough to get too much information across. So you just equate that to like, oh, that's a dumbed down version. Like, like if you were to look, is that what the critique is of it?
1: I think so. I think he's, I think for him, he was like, as long, I can get more information out with like a post and like an explanation and all that stuff. Um, and he also is like, you should really just value the shares and the bookmarks on Instagram, which I totally understand that fully. As a coach, you do want your stuff bookmarked and shared because that means people want to keep it and learn it because they find value in it. Mm. But you can do that plus you TikTok too. Just saying, you know, you can do both. You can do both. I've made quality, I, my opinion, totally my opinion, but I've made some quality stuff where it's like it's a TikTok, but I'm learning. Like I made what I made the wrist wrap. I made a video about how I wrap your wrist on TikTok, and like. I got so many, and I put it on Instagram, too. I got so many DMs about, I can't believe you're supposed to, like, the wrist wrap's are not supposed to be below the wrist joint. I thought it was just supposed to be, like, a bracelet. Like, <laughs> that's, people be wearing, you know, people be wearing, like, a bracelet yeah. down here. And you're like, what? Yeah. What's the point of the wrist wrap, then? Yeah. What's the point? Like, everyone, oh, my God, I had no idea. I mean, obviously, that was some sort of qualities. You learned something. It was a TikTok.
0: You know what? You start to, yeah, it's true. You're speaking a lot of truth here. Look at it. Um, in terms of like an adapter, I didn't, I'm older. I didn't grow up with like all the social media. So all this, like I've adapted several times over just to be here. So 100%, I got to adapt and and you have to have that mentality. But also if I'm honest, how many times have I looked up a subject, pulled it up on YouTube, saw the video it was like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I don't want five fucking minutes on this. I just give me the goods. So I kind of get it. If I'm honest, if I'm like, I want to know real quick about wrist wraps and I don't want to spend 15 minutes. I don't want to read a whole blur. Just give me a yes. quick snapshot, please. You're right. It is like, all right, here it is. 30 seconds. I'm going to catch you up on wrist wraps. Bang, 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 bang. You need more? Was that a little too brief? Episode Check like, you know, the next video over. There's a part two. Mm-hmm. Are you all good? See you next time. That works actually. It is yeah, but- true. Yeah. And that's what Gavin does. I noticed um, he was like, Instead of the 20 minute video, how to squat and it's front to back, how to squat. Some people like, I just need a couple pointers, my man. I know how to squat. Gavin is like bracing. Let's talk bracing. And he's like, all right, just like you're going to get punched in the stomach, flex all your abs, whatever. That's bracing. And that was his 30 second, whatever. And you're like, come back if you need more tips. So there is a lane for it. You just got to, you got to find it. And if you don't, if you don't, your days are numbered. You know, I, I know it.
1: Yes, I really agree with that. I'm gonna get so much hate. I really agree with that because I think short form video content is like taking it's taking over. Obviously, like freaking YouTube and IG adapted too. That means it's taking over. Is,
0: so. is is it a like I? So or or if not, your days are numbered because YouTube's been around since like 2006. So if you kill yeah. it on YouTube, you could still be around. 100%. But. If your days aren't numbered, it's not so much number, but your your um, you could plateau. Let's put it that way. You might be leaving money on the table. Let's put it that way. We're like, hey, look at, I don't think Instagram's gonna die. YouTube hasn't died. I don't think Instagram will die. I don't think Instagram will die. Um, so if I got a following on Instagram, I should be good. Just like if you have a following on YouTube, you're probably good, probably. But you might not be. You might be leaving growth that you could have otherwise had.
1: Yes, and also, it goes back to your mission, right? Like, I want to really get as many women as possible into support of powerlifting because it's accessible anywhere and it can literally change your life and people who get stronger with the barbell get stronger- like mentally outside it helps with confidence helps with so many things like everyone who I speak to even all my clients so like I have only and I, I train men too but I only have female prolifting clients like because that's who I attracted my following and I'll go in my Facebook group because they're all in there I'm like hey like how is prolifting change your life I'll ask questions and they'll be like oh my god and like everyone starts talking about how it changed your life and it's never just yeah you know I can deadlift 300 pounds like they talk about how it changed life outside of Mm. the gym so if that's truly my mission then i have no problem adapting to a different form of putting out the same content the exact same content just with a freaking video and a song behind it to get more people to get into it so that may not be everyone's mission to help as many people as possible with that but that's mine so i'm going to adapt because i'm leaving people on the table who could have found me
0: do you feel um first off good point 100 and uh do you feel like in terms of powerlifting and coaching and whatnot, I remember reading an article about um, women coaches and powerlifting and, um, and you had just said like to a, to an extent your brand is more towards females and powerlifting, but even if it wasn't, do you think like the, we don't have probably enough women coaches and women in those positions of like head coaches and like for for you know even like national teams and whatnot, and um and are men because women will go to male coaches, but are male athletes likely to go to female coaches? And is there a stigma? Like, what have you found and talk, through yourself and talking to other women, what have you found with all that?
1: Yeah, I definitely think men hesitate more to go to a female coach. Um, and I think it's because like they feel like oh this is a girl she's probably really good at getting girls stronger oh she might not understand me because I don't know I'm a lighter weight woman I'm a heavier man and mm. they keep they I think people have the idea that, like people will train others like they train themselves because there are a lot of not so great coaches like not really people I know in my circle but you know like The newbie coaches or whatever who do really just train people like they train themselves but they don't understand like some people have actually educated themselves like even gotten a freaking bachelor's degree in exercise science they went on to do multiple um classes to learn more about powerlifting they study anatomy physiology like there's so many things you can do to actually educate yourself to help other people right but I really think like I'll probably never have a heavyweight man come to me for coaching, because, like, how can a small woman even understand that, like, my my conventional stance is wider because I'm a heavyweight? Like, well, duh, it is. But, like, obviously, <laughs> but, like, you're not gonna under- think that I can help you. So, I really think that's it. Um, even, like, my female clients, and I... I don't know if it's chance or not, but like I predominantly get women nearish my weight class. I've trained some people in the high in higher weight classes and I love training literally anyone, but like mostly people, women who come to me are typically around my weight class. That's something I just noticed.
0: Hmm. That First off, that's a really good point. That would be the, what you'd be worried about. If you're like frig, the difference between you in like Jesus Leveres or Ray Williams, it would be like, you would be like, all right, I got you. You probably think I don't understand. Um, you know, that's why you squat more than you deadlift when you're super heavy because your levers are completely different. However, if you, if you, so in, and, and, and you're also right, there are people that are really strong and they're selling essentially templates that worked for them to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and that there's probably a day when that was more prominent than anything else is you're really strong. So you're selling a template that worked for you for everybody. And that's probably why it's best not to go to an athlete who's super strong. And this goes is counterintuitive to what originally, you know, people are like, let me find you on Instagram and um, let me buy something off you because you're super strong. When in reality, they know it works for them, but that's probably the first thing most people do is. I want to buy from the person that's super strong or super jacked or whatever your goal is. Um, whereas if it's science and has all of the resume that you just gave, but is that your resume by the way that you gave? Yeah. The- <laughs> <Damn! laughs> you Yeah, right, that a girl. Low-key, give it, give it to us. But uh, you get that's a hell of a resume, by the way. Uh, but listen, you're essentially when you have that kind, you understand the science, it's science. When you talk to a scientist that's doing science, they don't, they can't, they have a, like if they're doing a study on wildlife, the fucking scientist isn't a bear, but they understand because it's science. They've studied it. So it's like, well, um, you can't communicate with the bear. You don't live like a bear. So you can't tell me about the study on it. It's like the hell I can't science. That's what science is, right? This is what yeah. it all is. So it's like, trust we're past that. We're past the, um, Just find someone who's strong just because they're strong. We're now entering the science era. Where we have people who are like reading studies on it and they, yes, you're a 300 pound man. I understand the amount of research I've done. If you came on my team, what I, the, how into I would be researching what's best for you in the science behind it. You know, it would probably benefit you far more than if you find another 300 pound man who's literally just going to be like, we're the same size, so it'll be the same. Yeah, nah, exactly. man. You're better off. No, man. You know, so maybe we're just not past that yet in terms yeah. of, you know. And the more content you put out, eventually, people hopefully get it. More podcasts that you can actually explain. But you're right. I think that probably is the biggest, is people worry. How would she know? Yeah, I mean, she's a scientist, man. It was was big
1: too. It makes me laugh. It's like, how do I say it? I guess they have more the opportunity to do that because men, like, there's way more male coaches than female coaches. So if you're a man and you're like, someone like me is going to get it, you can easily find probably someone who looks something like you, right? So mm-hmm. you coach you, right? But as women, woman, we don't really have as many female options. Not that we need them. I have a male coach. he's freaking amazing. Um, but like, we just don't have as much of a luxury to be like, well, let me find someone who looks just like me. Like, you know, who's my size, who's a great coach, like okay you got a few options you got you got me and a couple our people like two other people i can count on my hand how many options you really have unless you find someone local to you who like lives down the street so mm-hmm. when you have the luxury of a lot of options i guess you'll go towards what you're comfortable with
0: that's true why do you think there isn't as many female coaches
1: i ask myself this question every day ryan Why are there not so many female coaches? Um, I think we're starting to get out there, you know? Like, for example, my coach, Brad, Brad Coolyard, shout out to Brad, he's awesome. Um, He did a mentorship for piloting Coaching, right? And um, there were, I don't know how many people are in it, probably 28-ish. There was three women me and two others i'm like okay so there's a couple of us here (laughs) Mm. and we're educating ourselves um i think honestly the the male side of the sport is just way bigger than the woman's side like we're getting bigger but like we need more people more women in the sport in order for more women coaches to arrive right
0: that's true it's probably a game of numbers and for sure it's yeah, thing
1: yep. i think uh, also a lot of people may have the impression that you can't be a full-time coach um maybe there's probably a good amount of women coaches who have a couple of clients on the side but i think really like, people are not willing to work to be a full-time coach and make that their profession so a lot of people drop off so that's interesting thing too
0: and if you are so and if, if, if you mix those um let's say yeah, there's fewer female participants. So by the numbers, but then on top of that, if you're a female participant and what you just said in terms of you're a little hesitant, is there money in this? Uh, this is actually a viable option to pay my bills. And then you're female thinking, can I, can I convince men to come to me? Then? Like, like, cause of the, what you've said, like, you know, there's a, there's that men will they look at me if you're like a 250 pound man or what i'm trying to convince a guy who's built like a tank in the gym and i'm half his size like i got you you know and you're like is that convincing to this guy and it's difficult but when you rattle off your resume it'd be like all right do you want to come to me or do you want to come to you know joe in the gym who's jacked up but you know what i mean we're it's uh so I, maybe it's a little bit of both, right? There's few, there's, cause there's a lot of women, but there's fewer in the sport. But then on top of that, they might be like, maybe not a viable option. And that's not even uh, you know, and that's another thing where five, 10 years could change, you know, with yeah, more, totally. more of what we're doing.
1: I believe it will. I'm excited yeah. to see it. It would be actually, really... sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is like a long-term goal I have. Like, I don't want to do it anytime soon shorter term goals to hit but I would love to do honestly what my coach did make my own mentorship to train coaches to be good coaches and just because and this is I guess this is why I I talk more about targeting women because whenever I get to that point that's not, at not least three years down the road whenever I get to that point like I'll probably attract more women to do it I'm like great yes female coaches come anyone come you know but like female coaches come like this is a possibility you can actually do this Mm full-time and I really want to coach also the business side of being a coach um like that's the part that people like that's what people fail Ryan they don't realize there's like a whole business side to it like they're like let me just have a couple clients and good luck there's no structure you don't have an onboarding process you get a client you're like great uh pay me and then they pay you and you're like oh all right so i guess i'll give you your program next week yeah. and like how do you, how do i contact you oh i guess you can dm me or text me or email me or youtube me i don't know like that's how people are and it's like no you have to have structure so that people can understand the professional And that's a big thing they're lacking. And that's like half of it.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's for sure. A lot of not only just the onboarding, but that as well, but you hear stories of people not getting back to their clients um, on time consistently, or um, you know, uh, even, even some somewhat big name, kind of you're getting templates and you're kind of like, you know, how did you come up with this program? Like, we didn't have a whole lot of dialogue yet. And you're coming, kind of like, I was a little surprised how quickly I got that. Like, what was the story there? So um, scary, huh? Yeah. Well, sometimes you're like, <laughs> or you have conversation with someone else in the coaching with their coach and they're like, all right, so you start, you have to start somewhere, but then it changed uh, by my feedback and coming like whatever. And they're taking feedback from me. How did this work? How did that work? Let's take a look at your numbers hmm okay we crease the dosage here you know whatever the shit right um and then for some people they are like yeah i mean i just got templates yeah they keep firing them off to me and you're like for some people that you don't know right so there is like a professionalism for all of that but for sure if nothing else if you could teach like yeah train coach coach coaches and be like listen um You know, if you want to go the template route, if that's like, there's, there's even a market for that, where it's like for $30 a month, I offer templates and I don't offer actually a lot of back and forth, but that's actually a more feasible option for you. If you, if you have less income to throw in there, you don't want to go a $200. That's good. So, all right. Then people get what they think they're getting. Um, So maybe Mm -hmm. it's helping Telling people nothing dirty about that because some people are like, look oh, at, I'm going to be in this for two years and bounce. I don't, you know, thirty dollars. Give me a template you think's going to work, but good. You know, we don't got okay. But then you do need timetables. Like, get back to these people when you're supposed to get back to them. Don't leave them hanging. There's a million stories like that where yes. uh, people are peeking and whatnot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean,
1: like, I'll never forget like nationals. Twenty one, twenty one nationals. My friend hit me up. Like, he just told me he's like, yeah, um, my coach had to hit me up in two weeks. And like, I know I'm like, we're two weeks out from nationals. He was competing nationals. He's like, I, I guess I'll just figure it out on my own. And oh. he was like, kind of asked me for help. And I was like, bro, please, no. I don't know what to do for you. Like, I'm thinking yeah. too. Like, wait a minute. Like, and I felt so bad. I was Like, I really don't think I can help you right now. Because you're so close to competing. I don't know what to give you.
0: Yeah, like, it's, uh, I have no idea what you've been doing. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: I, don't, I just don't know what to do. Also, it was like a meet where like I did my biggest cut. So I was like mentally like in a fog. And I was like, no. <laughs> with a well, with heart.
0: <laughs> good on you for being honest. And be and some people just like, you know, step in there and not be honest. And if you were like, look at it, it's You're so far in. And two weeks out, you're not going to get a shitload stronger in two weeks. Your last week is like... You know, I don't know what you think you're going to do in two weeks time. And I have no idea what you've been doing. This is just, pff, you guess, as good as yeah. mine, man. You know, like, yeah, like, it's not
1: your first meet. So I hope you can go back to that old template and figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough. You, you do hear war stories like that. Um, but yeah, for sure. Coaching people. And I think almost everybody, you know, uh, like that's uh, yeah, an exaggeration, but a lot of people who get into powerlifting all of a sudden become coaches and start selling things. So yeah, it would a lot, I mean, this is, if you ever get tight for money, you could do this, you know, you could start selling things. So that's where, um, you, there would be a market for what you're talking about.
1: hundred percent. Cause like, even what you're mentioning, Oh, what'd you say? Oh yeah. You were like people not getting back to you on time. Like, well, that all comes back to you. Like you have to be on top of communicating exactly what you offer. Like my clients know, I have two forms of communication. Do you have a weekly check in into the day? You got to give it to me on this day, your response at this time. But also, I have open communication on my business phone. I have business hours. I'm like, if you text me after this time, expect the response 24 hours later. If you hit nice. me on Friday after, after 12 p.m., you hit me on Friday, expect the response Monday. I'm probably refereeing. If I'm not refereeing, I'm trying to not work and play with my cat so I'm just not gonna get back to you <laughs> unless you're competing on the weekend and it's very clear so no one's ever like oh Solana you didn't get back to me no because you know the hours I work like there's no questions mm. and no one's ever confused about when I'm gonna communicate with them and that's the big thing it's not just like oh coaches forget about their clients like they never explain how to communicate then they get over their head then they're drowning because clients are hitting them up on IG and Facebook Messenger and texting them and emailing them, and they're like, Oh, I forgot to check two of my four
0: communications. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. No shit. I wouldn't even thought about that. I'm not. It's I'm not so simple.
1: Well, it's so simple, Ryan. It's just if you have a structure, you plan out everything that you're going to do and offer, everything you're going to offer, and then you communicate it and you have it on a form so you can send it to people. And mm. then you have them sign an agreement mm. so that you're on the same page. So, I mean, I've never had to do this, but I can refer back to it. Thank God no one's ever, like, been, i never really had a troublesome client, um, but I can refer back to it. Like, oh, you have a question? Just so you know, you signed this so you don't have to, like, be confused as to why it's Saturday at six o'clock at night and it responds to your deadlift, because for some reason you're deadlifting at Saturday at 6 Um, (laughs) (laughs) p.m. But anyway, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) No, you're right. uh, And boundaries is huge, too. Some people will not respect your boundaries if you don't lay it down. And you it's a slippery slope. You do it, know. you know, they're gonna keep hitting you up. You hit them back on a Saturday. Well, green light on Saturdays.
1: I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Boundaries are massive, but again, they're so simple if he gets communicated. Um, people who have issues just never communicated it. And the client gets upset because you never said what to do. So uh, yeah.
0: I want to ask you about the the commentary. How, was that your first time on the Virginia Pro?
1: it was my first time i'm doing it again this weekend ryan
0: so how you feeling about first off i love that you say my name so often nobody says my name as often as you do but <laughs> uh but uh um how did you like it I, like i tell me about it because it, it can be nerve-wracking it's live. it
1: was so Okay, so first of all, like, I've been listening to you commentate for a while. I listen to you, and I listen to, you, like, Angela, because you guys are, like, on live streams the most I see. And I just remember being like, yo, I want to do this. Like, this, like, hyping up the sports just seems so fun. And if you know the lifters, you can make it so fun. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I spend too much time on Instagram learning these lifters. Seriously, like, somebody stop me. I spend too much time on Instagram learning these lif- these lifters. And also, Ryan, I'll never forget... 2019 nationals. So I obviously competed in 2018 um, at the World Championship and I won, right? I'll never forget. It was me competing. I was prime time. And Jen Milliken was right after me. Yeah, right after me. And the commentator said my name and then started talking all about Jen Milliken. And at no point did they mention that I had just won the previous world championship. At no point. They mentioned that I won a state record or something. I'm like, who cares about state? No one cares about state records. Right. So that was another motivating factor for me where I always, I didn't always know I wanted to commentate, but I always like, yo, like how can you make this better? Because I'm not mad at them. They just didn't take the time to even, google my name <laughs> like mm-hmm. and again prime time flight i'm not one of the hundred thousand people at national primetime flight there's 10 people yeah so, yeah not a lot so like that's another thing like i was like i really want to do this because i can really highlight them so how was it it was so much fun i had a great team of people with me at leo bennett and leo i don't know if you know him i didn't know him until i did it anyway so it's okay if you don't know him but he has commentated multiple times for bodybuilding shows mm. So like uh, for years and his parents are radio show hosts. I don't know what radio show, but radio show hosts. So like he understands commentating really well. So it was great because he like led me. Like he just, it was like seamless because he kept leading me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also had Kathy who, Mark Steiner, who she did great too. Like she knew the lifters really well. Like she came out, like we all did our research and we asked a lot of questions to every single lifter. Like, Like Sabre- kept giving us the answers to whatever they said because we gave them like 10 or 15 questions to fill out but Kathy came over with a spreadsheet of like the most organized spreadsheet I've ever seen like it was like Austin Perkins name age best lips ever when he hit them accomplishments so like whenever we had someone up we had everything they ever did and it was the most seamless thing in the world like it was just fun it was just fun it was not hard it was not that scary I'm not gonna lie I also love cameras on me that may sound terrible (laughs) I freaking love being watched I freaking love it okay (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you that's why I came out there looking cute anyways so (laughs) but it was just fun and like afterwards even like hearing people's opinions they're like yeah like you really need a lifter like and like oh we went on reddit me and Leo went on reddit so reddit's scary it can be. Like, you know with Reddit, is a scary place. I okay. stay away like. if it's piling the thing I stay <laughs> Me too, but Leo was like, go check Reddit. And we checked it, and we were deep in there, and it's a Virginia pro. And someone asked, like, oh, like, who's watching the live stream? And someone commented, like, oh, it's 20 bucks. Like, hell no. But... Then someone asked, oh, but how was the live stream? And there was, like, a thread of comments that were all positive about the live stream. Like, the, the commentators knew what they were talking about. They weren't annoying. They weren't obnoxious. They just hyped up the lifters. Like, they just talked about the sport really well. And I was like, oh, my gosh. They actually cared. Because you know how you can't tell if people care. So it was, like, the time of my freaking life.
0: It's a it's – a, I, so I was scared shitless when I first started doing it. But I was totally – I was – yeah it was the world championships and then I did nothing previous just straight up got flown into the world championships and was like, okay, you go live tomorrow. And it's like, Holy shit. Um, So I I had like imposter syndrome and uh, it it was all right, but uh, yeah, I was nervous, but on the flip. So when you were saying about the lead, this is the biggest thing with commentary. There is structure to it. Like it's not free-flowing like like a podcast, right? There is structure. And this is where, um, so oftentimes I'll take the lead. And you were just saying about the other gentleman who took the lead for you. is like, when you have structure and it's not free-flowing, it sounds professional. But people don't know what makes it sound professional. It's, It's the structure to it. So it's like, if I take the lead, we decide. Who's the lead? Who's the co? Who's the lead? Who's the co? Usually the athlete's the co. You got your lead. And your lead says, name kilo weights and then um you know if it's world, the country they're representing and then we throw it we start talking but it'll always be every single time someone comes up the the lead which is usually myself i have a list of items i have to bang off and it's consistent every time so that consistency it's like baseball batter comes up say the guy's name and you say like you know a couple stats and then you have a conversation and then what's going on, they be like, now, what do you think about this attempt here? And blah, blah, blah. And you start, now, if we look at the scorecard, but the consistency there where nobody will ever hit that platform and I talk over and you don't hear their name, you don't hear the weight, you don't hear like a few items that I hit. And it's just the same thing with like baseball where the person comes up, I got stats I could talk about. And I always talk about the person who hit the platform, like the name, weight, et cetera, but same person. It's not a free for all where other people start coming in and start taking this role and then I'm not. So they're doing a name, then I'll do the next guy. Then we do, we had like a structure down. So like who's leading, who's co, who's doing what? And it's consistent and smooth. So then you stop talking over each other. It sounds organized. It's it, sounding organized is big. And, um, and points I need to hit like sponsorships, cues or whatever the heck, get belted off when we know what's going on. It's little things that like, those are the little, prefer- like I, I approach commentary the way I talk about commentary. If I go deep in it is like, you talk about coaching where you have your pet peeves as well is like, those are the little things where I could tell when I look at some commentary um, and I could tell if certain things aren't being done. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's fine, you know, but like you could, you know, when you turn on TV and you hear for real commentators going off and you're like, you fucking have that feel. And then, you know, when you watch certain streams, you're like. I could tell this is a lifter sitting in. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining, but I could tell it's a lifter though. And I could tell it's not a broadcaster. Like it it doesn't feel like a sports broadcast. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes that'll happen. You know, you probably have heard streams where you're like, I could totally tell that's a lifter and I could totally tell that's not somebody from like fucking ESPN. You know what I mean? And it's those little things that um, like when I sat down, the one thing I did got like the, the guys who do the worlds are like they're they're not even power lifters they're tv they're a tv crew dude they, that do live tv so yeah. i got like the the talk and that was the talk i got is like listen you know you come from a media background but here's what we do and then um and then from there on out you start recognizing like that's what it is when people get a sense of like i mean I, I, I felt i didn't feel like i was watching a stream i felt like i was watching like a tv like it should be it's like thank you. Uh, you don't need to super notice me. It just, just feels like it's supposed to feel because I'm hitting certain points. And you, there is, like you said, touched up on, you could over, you can't celebrate everything like, Oh, that's amazing. Good for, because then if you celebrate everything, then nothing matters. You, you hang right. on to hang on to it, you know? So it's that, that's a good lift for her. She did well. She could be proud of that, but it's not, like the fake enthusiastic. uh, Oh, that's a, it's like, no, but that wasn't a record. That wasn't game changing. Like don't celebrate everything. And you have to be able to say, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about that attempt right there. We'll see how it unfolds, but I don't see like, you got to say that and not and not be afraid of a little critique or like, you know what that looked like depth to me, even though the judge is right there. I, the, my, the, the commentators told me like the guys work in the booth, like, they said, like, I get it. The IPF, it brought you in, but, and this is the IPF judges. Don't be afraid. Say like, I thought that was good. Let's take a look at this. And you could say we have slow-mo replay and you could say like, well, they don't have slow-mo replay and I do, but from the slow-mo replay that actually look good. And you know, that's okay. Like that's, that's part of the story. Yeah. It's okay. There's things like that. You got to do, um, as well as all the things you said. And, and you don't want to get there's a feeling of, so obviously, you know, all the background, there's also a feeling of when you're rolling and things are clicking and you can have some funny anecdotes here and there, but you never want to get too loose. That it feels like a podcast again. I know people that, uh, cause I do both. Right. And I know some people that like, if you hear me in a podcast, sometimes I like, can get loosey goosey, like a silly goose. But if I'm on the commentary, like I'll drop some jokes and whatnot, but sometimes someone to step in the booth with me in their co and, uh, they're feeling it. And they know my personality and mm-hmm. it feels comfortable. So they want to joke. We're joking and it's good, but maybe it's a little, um, you're like, I, you got to tighten up a little bit though, my man, because this is live TV and it's not a podcast though. Huh? Yeah. So a couple things we're not going to do is like, we're not going to make fun of someone's name. We're not going to like just a couple things or like, uh, you got to let me do this. And if you know, I'm doing it every time because I'm supposed to. So when you make a joke about it, it's like, yeah, but this is actually, part of the role. Like we got to get a little tight, yeah. like, you know, that's another thing that's like, it's got to feel real. It doesn't, again, I don't want it to feel like um, just a couple of just sitting in there doing it. I want it to feel and sound like ESPN or whatever i, I yeah. take it serious man i take it super duper serious so like like i it, it, it matters to me like it, like like you were talking about coaching
1: <laughs> it's like you want to make sure just like you're saying like you want to make sure you still highlight at the lifter so if you start to veer off a little too much and do joke jokes too long like oh you missed somebody like no you still gotta say their name they're coming out there like so it's like like you say like Make that little joke. Get back to the structure. Make a little joke. Get back to the structure. Yeah. Like, don't try to talk over. Oh, hold on. You know, it goes one, two, three. Then you come in. Like,
0: <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We gotta. Hit, we got. I gotta hit my beats. And um, and also, it's not. Uh, it's not about us making jokes though. Like the action on it is big. So you don't want it to become. I'm showing my personality on this. Yeah, I can do like that it should, on. A- it
1: should never be about you. Like it always right. has to be about them.
0: Like you might have some, a couple jokes here and there are good. Like I watch a lot of boxing and UFC and um, a couple jokes here and there are good. But I, there's a couple guys that, that they'll have on. And I go in the comments, like, like MMA forums. And they're like, I like DC. And he's like a former heavyweight champ. And sometimes he sits in the booth, but they're like, but sometimes he gets too loose. And the guy's talking, like it's a podcast where it's like, my man, stay focused, please. Because you're a funny dude. But you, there is a point where I get it, man, you're a likable guy, but I like, you know, I'll listen to your, I'll listen to your recap podcast afterwards. If I want to hear all your shit, give yes. me the play by play right now. A little bit, man. You yes. know what I mean? Like, don't get too big. Don't be too big of a personality that you want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I I know for a fact, there's been a couple sessions where I got a little too loose. And afterwards I'm like, maybe I got a little too loose there. You know it happens i'm look at me you, I've, i don't even know how many sessions i've been commentating since 2016 and worlds can be two weeks long uh 10 hour days for two weeks straight like like it's so like three sessions a day i don't know how many sessions i've even commentated so there can be times you look back and like fuck, i don't know i don't know if i was so, a little you know
1: i want to ask you like so that was my first time even this weekend i won't be alone how hard is it to do it alone? Because that has to be—I mean, I don't know. I feel like I would just lose my mind like halfway through. Like I'd be good, and then I would get mentally so fatigued. <laughs>
0: listen, listen. All right, like I've carved my teeth in this. I've had like, like I've commentated like master four, master three, uh, women alone, and you are like, um, like you are going to learn, like fuck, man. It's, it gets tough. If it's action-packed, you got the Arnold. So it's, it's action-packed. It's all right. Um, You can get into a flow of it. it. Just have your, have the, have your structure in place that you know you have. Hit your points with every lifter. You know, every time a lifter hits, I hit my few items I need to hit. And then that structure will carry the day. And also understand you don't Always need to talk. It's okay because the, the listener is paying attention to what's happening. And it's not just you. It's okay to not feel the need to say something all the time. When you get That's used to that, when you get used to that, you're okay. Um, so it's okay, because you know you have your items every single time, you know you have your here's Ryan Lapidat representing Canada, uh, 280 kilo on the bar for him. This will be a three kilo PR. Let's see how it goes. And then he goes, and, and that's sometimes that's enough because there's not a story to it. And I'm just in the middle of a pack, whatever. And it's okay. Just leave it at that. And be like, Okay, three white lights. And then it's okay. Just leave it at that. You know, that's one of my biggest. Cause usually if there's someone else there, you're talking and it's easy. You're going to find that. You may fuck me. I didn't say anything afterwards. That's okay. You don't force it because when you force it, it's when you get into. You start. That's when people like it's kind of annoying because you'll force things. You're like, what am I fucking talking about? <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I don't even give a shit about what I just said. You're, you're like, I like, just
1: yeah. talking about his shoes. Like... Yeah, that's what happens.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're like, it's okay, you know. And then when the action starts heating up, or or you start the biggest one of the biggest is um, let people understand the actual. Here's one of the big things about powerlifting: the commentators need to do is. Tell, explain to people the game that's happening. So it's like, okay, this is the attempt. Here's why that attempt selection happened or they actually just changed your openers. And here's why I think they changed your openers. There's a game hap, there's, there's strategy going on or, oh, interesting. They hit that, didn't do the chip. I think they might've missed the chip. I hope that doesn't come back to get them. There was a chip in play that could have been, oh, well, it's gone now. And that's actually like, oh, well, there's a storyline, right? Like mm-hmm. you can just saying what you notice like that helps people be like, Oh shit. Okay. This is why this is happening or okay. You're, and you can say, now you're allowed to, you know, you already know, but you change your last deadlift twice. we got a placeholder, pay attention to that placeholder because if I'm in that corner, I'm deciding, you know, pay very much attention to here. If, if she hits or misses expect that placeholder to change. And like, you're talking like that, like, okay, now I'm, I'm paying attention because this is serious. So if you need to talk, you talk and you're explaining what the story is happening. But if you don't need to, because it's openers or whatever, it's okay. It's my, there's my advice. If you're solo, i am you know, but you'll find your way. You're, you're good. You could talk. You know what's going on.
1: The second I have a solo time to say, I'm going to re- listen to this whole part, like taking notes, like, okay. So he said,
0: <laughs>
1: don't overdo
0: it. Don't overdo it. Uh, yeah, it's all right. You're lo- a lot of it is, um, you'll have a knack for it. Just come in there with your structure and do your damn thing. You'll I be know. all right.
1: <laughs> Isn't I, it it I freaking love it. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah. It would be crazy to do it on like an ESPN. Oh my God, I know.
1: Hey, if that ever happens though, you deserve to be the first person to ever commentate oh, on ESPN. Oh, that's very nice.
0: That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> uh, I'll do a
1: second though.
0: I'll do a second. Uh, 100% <laughs> we do it together, right? You, we, we could have two of us out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, listen, we're we're getting close to two hours. I want to ask you a couple personal questions real quick, if you don't mind. And how are you for time? I'm fine. Okay, good, 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 good. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. If you got questions, we've been like free flowing like crazy here. Uh, is Those this how podcasters get
1: together? It's great. Right.
0: This is it. You will you will find you'll have some guests that come on, and um, their answers are like yes, no, whatever the shit have you ever had that
1: right
0: <laughs> you have <Yes>. <laughs> and
1: like there was one where like i got off and i almost cried i was like i don't know i don't know like what i could have done better like i always try to be like what could i have improved with everything i do in life and i sat down and i was like no i had a whole list of things to talk about it was really this person it was really not me <laughs> like it happens sometimes and sometimes you like it's really happened like one distinct time one distinct time um yeah i'll tell you who after but (laughs) (laughs) like the rest of them have either been great or good enough like we're cool we're not vibing like me and you maybe but we're good enough that we have a conversation going but it's happened once my friends
0: know who it is my friends know who it is it uh it's tough a lot of it some of it is straight up like you just said vibing where it's not like um it's not like anything you can do it's just straight up like there's there's a couple that you'll have someone on and you're like "Oh, oh this is gonna be easy like you're like well all right we're gonna crush but then there's other times where you're like um okay this might be a little bit of work that's cool but we'll get there and then the odd and you'll be done. You're like, that was good. It, it was it was all right. I feel like people listen to podcasts enough. I, I listen to some of the best podcasts, like like the podcasts that I love to listen to, um, they're just okay at some points. And this I don't give a shit if it's like Joe Rogan, he's gonna have a couple that are just okay, you know. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, what the shit? They're some of the most professional ones. Um, but then there's the odd one that makes you question everything where you're like, Oh my god, what happened? Yeah. Do, yeah. that was yes, no or you're looking for something you're like
1: it what? was like i felt like i legit had like some questions i was like come on you, you can go with this like this one's a good one Like you can talk about your past nothing yeah
0: yeah it's the hardest what about let me ask you this um have you had a a guest on yet where you've had like so you're asking questions about background and you got into some for really real talk and it was like, you didn't see it coming and shit got straight up. You had like moments, like emotional, tears flowing, crying moments, like cr- tears.
1: Not yet. Are you thinking of CC Ingram?
0: Oh shit. Did you? you know
1: about <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I listened to you a lot, Ryan. Um, okay. I, I'm waiting for it. I really am. I will say I've had some conversations um, where the person took it somewhere else and I loved it. And we were just going, and I was like, "Yo, it's been like over an hour, like, geez." Um, but I haven't had like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know this," and you just hurt my heartstrings, and like, we're getting into like really how you feel. Like, I'm <sighs> waiting for it. It will happen someday. It will happen.
0: It, it um, my god, man, the CC thing. What you said, it is like a like. Th- so since then, I've had Andy Riley on. In the Andy I was gonna Riley, say pop. her next. <laughs> that She's one so I she- almost she- cried too when she started crying, like I posted the video. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video clip, I could send it to you, but she, yeah, it was like, Holy fuck, Andy. Like she started tearing up talking about like childhood and, and I was like, man, this is it, it. And, and, and Sophia Ellis, um, Sophia Ellis has a good one where she talks about, like, she was straight up. Uh, she was suicidal, um, severe eating disorder. Um, you know, talking about like like sexual abuse, the whole nine, and yeah. these people, like some of it. When you now that I know them more, and you get like a like freak, man, it's tough to talk about, and it is, it is like you can you can have people that listen to you and um, you're entertaining, but then you can have people that listen to you and they actually feel comfortable with you that they're like, if I come on. I'm actually feel comfortable to talk about him or her about this. And it could be something that is so difficult to talk about. And they know damn well, people all over the world are going to hear this. And they will go in and talk about it with you. And like, when you're done that conversation, you leave and you're like, the fact that this person was comfortable enough to open up to me like that, you know, like they respect um how i'll handle it and you that's when you have to show like that maturity of look at there are people like straight up opening up to you at points you know th- this uh you it's it's, it's tough that to, you, you when you podcast you're kind of doing both you could be the funny guy you could also be like serious with someone someone's like i'm gonna get serious with this guy i don't know how he's gonna take it. Is he mature enough to handle this and ask a, like can we actually dive in here and talk about it or is he gonna skip over and it's awkward because he's not used to this and um you know, I've gotten more used to it in this public forum over a year. Cece Ingram was the first. No, no one had done it before previously. And she gave me no lead. And I was like, is there anything you want me to ask you about? And she's like, just ask me why I started lifting. And then when I asked her, she's like, I'll tell the story real quick for anyone listening. Like, okay, what happened already? But she's like, I was 13 years old and a man held me down and raped me. And I swore no man will ever do that to me again. No man will ever overpower me like that again. Sit with that when someone just tells you and you see it coming and you're looking face to face and they just told you that. And I was like, I'd never, I wasn't prepped. I wasn't ready. And uh, like mental maturity wise, how much I've grown podcasting by talking to people all over the world. And like getting to understand, like there's a time to joke, there's a time to be serious, there's a time to just sit there. And again, you don't gotta say anything right now. You could just chill a second, just take it in, and then you could talk and be like, you could say like, say exactly, I see, I didn't see that coming, and just talk about it. Um, and then how you react on that. Know this, people are listening. People who also have been sexually abused and you don't know why they're doing what they're doing and why they picked up the barbell, what that means to them. So you need to honor that and be like, ask the appropriate questions. Just if you're uncomfortable, stay there, though, because they didn't bring it up for you to flirt over it, to skip over it because you're uncomfortable. They took a lot of guts. You stay, you hang in there and you keep in there and keep talking. Because this is important. And I, I learned that as well. Like sometimes in real life, we skip past things or or just smile and joke if you're uncomfortable. Like, no, 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 listen. There's emotional maturity here. There are people listening, and it means something to them. So you you hang in there because there's you know, and then um, after doing that a few times, some people will come on and now you like it'll happen. It's happened several times now, and you know, like some people have heard you do this, Ryan, and they fucking there's a, they trust you, man. So, you know, handle it with care. You know, and I, I take that, like I've listened to, you know, podcasts. It doesn't happen often. It's crazy. Like it's happened a few times to me. And I'm like, the fucking, it's like an honor, man. That fact that someone feels comfortable enough. Like you got me, this dude's mature enough to handle this. And we can talk about this, you know, it'll happen eventually. I'm telling you, someone will come on here and be like, I'm ready. And it's going to be you. And uh, it's, a, it's a responsibility.
1: <laughs> I do look forward to someone being able to open up to me in that way. Because that's like when you, again, like you really get to know about someone, like when you have a deep why, like when you have a why that makes you want to cry, mm. like that's when you know that person's really passionate and serious. And it's really cool to learn from people who are like that or who mm. have that story and they're open enough to share it because you could really be influencing God knows who is listening to the podcast too. So I do pray someday, like someone just has a story that I have the opportunity to help them share.
0: And anybody who's listening, like that's a, that's a, that could be that beacon of light. Like, you know, that when it's happening, they're sharing it because the hope of somebody else need, like they're sharing because when they were in that moment, they needed to hear this. They needed somebody and they're sharing it with you, hoping that someone's hearing it and, so you have to realize that and be like, all right, here's a beacon of light for some people here. You know? So it's, yeah, it's uh it's man. I can't even tell you how much I'm glad you're going on this journey because um, like podcasting because I can't tell you how much emotional maturity I've gained and maturity I've gone through sitting down and talking to people. There was no conceivable reason in the normal life, in my normal job, somebody's uh like a, 22 year old woman on the other side of the world is going to sit down and tell me her story but like sophia ellis is from the uk sits down and is like let me tell you my story and it's nothing i could relate to at all but it's a lot of people could even then man i'm inspired i can't relate to it and i'm inspired I'm like, god damn you're so much stronger than i thought you were you know <laughs> like you are like it's it is inspirational and it's like holy and i'll, I'll tell you this It's usually the women that'll open up like that. I've had a couple guys who have like Joe Sullivan, Joe Sullivan, mighty Joe Sullivan um, in the untested, you know, a gruff guy on on social media, call people out the whole night, speak from the chest, you know, Joe, that Joe Sullivan.
1: I know Joe Sullivan.
0: Yeah, well, I I know you do. Sorry, I'm I'm saying (laughs) it for other people listening. Um, And I'm also building up the fact that uh, he came on And like we had, him, he got emotional and uh, it was, he was talking about like, he remembers times his mom was sick and his dad had to work three jobs to pay for his mom's um, medical treatment. So he didn't see his dad. And there were times when his dad would come home and they couldn't, they they didn't have enough food. So his dad just didn't eat. And he's like, No, you, you guys eat, I'll eat later. And then uh, he would wake up and be like, like dad didn't eat, man. You know, and like, and he's, and he's got off again. Like, fuck, man, I'm almost getting emotional about talking about it. But, um, and Joe like was like, you know, he talked about it with me and he got emotional right there. And he's like, you know, there, it, it, men will open up. It's just, it's, it's, uh, women are more like, it's easier for them too. But, um, but it'll happen. Some people's stories, Joe was talking about, I remember being in school, somebody, some kids showed up looking for this kid they were looking for and they wanted to shoot him. And they couldn't find him, so they pulled the fire alarm, and all the kids had to come out of the school. And then they saw him and shot him. I'm like fuck, Joe. He's like, man, yeah. Some some powerlifters. It's not just powerlifting. Their story is like, you sit down, you don't know what you're about to get. People all over the world. That's why I was telling you, like, if I ever get Anatoly on, um, the story he's going to tell. You know, it could be heartbreaking and it's inspirational at the same time you know, in your darkest hour, in our darkest hour as humans, we see some like magical shit happen. And like, and as a podcast host, like, that's the magic. I'll talk to anybody about all the stuff we already talked to about. But like, when you all of a sudden someone comes in like that, you're like, holy shit. It's magical, man. (laughs) So this is is what's coming for you. It's better get ready. Isn't it I got such a romanticized view of like when I talk about like commentary and podcasting, but I'm a lucky dude because I get to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean it's really like an honor to like have people even say yes take time to talk to you. And you're like, you sometimes I'm like, wait, you said yes? Like it's a big deal. Like they're giving you your time. Time's the most valuable thing you have. And then on top of that, like when they're open to sharing like that, it's like I, I will feel so honored. I will feel honored one day when that happens to me. It'll,
0: it's going to, you just got to keep doing it and it'll happen. And that's why the formatting, if you do formats that uh, podcasts is mostly news and segments and we do that too. Um, I will never go away from interviews because of that. Cause of those, 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 uh, you know, chills moments. Um, but, uh, but anyways, um, I was going to ask you real quick, what's your favorite music?
1: Oh, it's so hard. I listen to everything. Oh, okay. I'm obsessed with my chemical romance. Like just rock music like that is probably what I listen to to get the most hyped when I'm training. And then if I'm not training, it's probably gospel music. Oh,
0: wow. No
1: shit. I love gospel.
0: No kidding. So who's your your favorite artist?
1: I am. Well, gospel artist or artist?
0: Uh, Period in general, overall.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Now you ask a whole other question. That's tough.
0: You can give me three if you have to give me three. If it's like look it, don't make me
1: okay. Um woo. okay, number one. I'm gonna go with old Kanye. Oh, I really do love Kanye. Kanye is um, the man. He really is. I mean, I'm getting emotional watching the trilogy. Are you watching the trilogy?
0: No, but I heard it's amazing. Oh I will. I'll watch it. <laughs>
1: It like I'm a, I'm like going through being obsessed with this music again. I'm like okay, like graduation album, like the first album I ever made. I'm like oh, okay, I gotta re immerse myself. But Kanye really is a musical genius. Um, seconds. I'm gonna go up, go Kirk Franklin for my gospel music. Like I just grew up with him, so I'm like I just lo- I can always go back. Also, we played him at my dad's funeral like mm. the entire time, so now it's like really close to me, and third artist I will go with I might as go with Drake I really do like uh, Drake a lot
0: that's our that's our Canadian boy he's from he's from Toronto I know okay, the okay. No, uh, that's right <laughs> that's right here's the thing you know talking about I remember I was watching the podcast. And um, I forget which one it was, but the guy, the host was like, so what kind of music do you listen to? Do you listen to like American music? The person wasn't from America. Like, do you listen to like American music, like Drake? And I'm like, hey man, that's, a that's, that's, a, he's Canadian. You can't take it from us. But I that's get horrible. it. It's, it is what he's it is. your
1: star. No, he's your star.
0: He's what they can't take that from you. Except for music, man, like he's one of the biggest, period. But
1: uh, I know, but yeah, it came from your country. yeah,
0: and I'm right by Toronto too, so that hurt even a little more of a like, shit. Um, but yeah, like I, I like Drake and Kanye both. Um, and it's funny, they got like a little bit of a rivalry going right now, but uh, I
1: didn't
0: even know that <laughs> a little like a little bit in terms of because they were together, like they, they did a lot of collaboration, but now in terms of dropping albums within the same week and who can outsell who and whatever. It is what it is, and I think they take subliminal shots at each other. Whatever it is, what it is, it's just competitiveness. It is. I don't think it's anything a major beef. Um, and what's your favorite movie? Hitch. Oh!
1: Yeah, Will Smith. Give me some Will Smith. It will always be my favorite. I don't know why it's my favorite. I really don't know. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, like, this cute little love story. I think it might be my favorite because not only I do really love Will Smith, but, like, it's, like, a love story that's, like it's might sound stupid. It's like a PG love story. You know how today, like, everyone's like, hey, let's do this love story thing. And then everyone's just naked. And yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I just watched porn. I just watched porn right. for an hour yeah. and a half. Thank yeah. you. I could have yeah. I could have gone on Pornhub for that. Right. Um, but it's just like this, like, it's more about what they're doing. No one's naked. It's just a cute little classic love story.
0: It's funny you said that was true. I'm watching <laughs> um, Power, you know, 50 Cent's uh yes
1: of course i watch
0: every episode to, okay so i'm not as deep then i'm at a season i think four okay and um like so so i'm loving it and i'm way late to it like like i was okay. yeah, i'm I'm late to it but anyways i'm trying to catch up and try not to like run into anything online uh <laughs> when you're like five years late it's such a frantic like holy shit be careful what you read um but one thing i noticed like when they have they have like they have, i don't know if they keep doing it but they have tons of sex scenes in this and i'm like yeah. i don't know what this who this is for because like like you just said that shit is just you could just if i wanted porn you could go to porn like on your phone well, who is this for this is a waste they of time get back to what's going to happen with ghosts what's going on with tommy I don't give right. a shit. We're all adults. I know it happens. It's adult relationships. Got you. I don't need to see it like five times in the same show because like, right? this is what I came here for, man. There's like, yeah, yeah. it's weird.
1: And how then, the like Nowadays are... you can do whatever. Like they'd be like, let's zoom in. Like calm down, sir. You didn't need to zoom. <laughs> okay. All right. You're right though. Like that's the only thing I didn't love. Cause it was like too much of it. I would love to tell you it gets better. It doesn't. So yeah.
0: It, it is one of those deals where it's like it doesn't add to the plot of the story. I know adults in relationships bang, but um I could you could literally go straight to a location and for that. I don't need to, I'm I, I didn't want to find out what the hell's going on with the plot, but anyways, uh but yeah, power's good, man. I didn't realize 50 Cent had like so many spin-off shows, and power was like killing it like it is. Like, there's like four different powers and then like spin-offs, and then another it's- one BMF or whatever. Like there's another one that's out that's killing yeah. it as well. It's out, it, yeah. Check it out. It's the reviews are amazing. I can't watch them all. I'm so far behind, but Fifty is killing it right now.
1: I refuse. Well, I don't want to say refuse. I'm not watching the spinoffs because I don't know. I watched all of Power. I needed a break for yeah, me, yeah. and I will not gonna give anything away at all. But I will say, as it kept going, I didn't love it as much. Okay, quality wise, fair. So by the time we get to the spinoffs, I'm like. We're good. But I may watch Tommy's spinoff because he was my favorite character. I may want to see what baby Tommy was like. Apparently, it's him growing up. So, Oh, is that right?
0: <laughs> That's what it okay. is. Yeah. Um, also, I absolutely, if you liked Power, you might like The Wire. Have you seen The Wire?
1: I have not. Oh, shit.
0: I just put I you on. I guess I should watch it. I just put you on to something. <laughs> the, the Wire, if you ever Google, uh, 10 best TV shows of all time. The wire's in there. It's like power. It came around 2005-ish. And um, it's only five seasons and they killed it. And they said, that's all we wanted was five. And we're done. They weren't going to go too many seasons. They weren't going to do spinoffs. Like that's all the story we need is five. And we're not what, diluting us for more money. Because like, you could do another season, make so much more money. Like, no. So that's what it's so tight. Um, and also uh, Frank Top Boy.
1: What's that? Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh my
0: shit, I'm giving you so many good ones. It's, <laughs> it's like Power in the Wire. Fucking phenomenal. Top boy. Okay. I'll go back into your DMs and I'll tell you. I am about
1: to say, DM me this and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell yeah. you how I like it because I will watch. I need a show to watch once I finish up this trilogy.
0: These are good. And
1: once I finish up uh, Inventing Anna. So
0: yeah. These are good. And last question <laughs> I got for you, a personal question, like not super personal, just like these. What's your favorite food?
1: Oh. Steak, ribeye steak. Oh damn! Yeah, I love ribeye steak. Like I will order like the sixteen ounce and eat the whole thing. Holy! Like no, no, I freaking love. like I like. I hope no one's vegan. If something died for me that I can eat, I will eat it. I freaking love meat. (laughs) But steak is my number one. Then number two would be lobster. The number three is pizza.
0: Pizza. Pizza. Literally, you could eat breakfast, lunch, a day later. (laughs) A day later, don't. Two days later, (laughs) something.
1: It it never fails you. It's like man's best friend. It's like the dog of food.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, There it is. So there's the end of my question. Did you have anything you want to find? We've been chatting for a long time. I think we hit up a lot. Uh, We could probably do this again too. Like. we right. I mean, we, we
1: have to do a whole. We have to do what we promise these people. So this is true too.
0: <laughs> yeah, look at I already forgot that we've already. Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: I'll remind you.
0: Yeah, good, but good. Yeah,
1: I think all my questions. No, I'm good. I just wanted to hear more, like which we did about like your experience commentating, especially doing a solo, and we talked mm. about that. That was like my biggest things because literally I need that going into the weekend. So
0: <laughs> you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I'll be watching. I'll be listening too. You'll be good. Listen, Yay. thank you for coming on. And thank you. Thank you for having me on. Because this is like a co cross promotional thing. We crushed a bunch of content here. We got to do it again. Um, I mean, whether we do preview shows, recap shows, or just shoot the shit on, like if some news drops and like, let's get some news, you know, let's, yes. let's get some different perspectives on news dropping or whatever the shit I'm down for doing another, you know, more of these moving forward. So let me know.
1: Me too. I will. Don't worry.
0: Bam. There it is. Until next time, everybody. Peace.